JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, welcome to the show, and here we go. I believe this is the third annual smoke-off at Sullivan Hardware and Garden that we embark upon today for the show. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is going to be here, and uh, I think the last time we did this, it was kind of similar weather. It might have been a little bit cooler and in this case not as hot as it is today we are inside in the air-conditioned greenhouse right here as we are working on our incredibly tasty meats right now if you're watching via youtube live you can see the matchup there it is right there it is me and joe sullivan and wells and justin weddle and the winner will get four grand donated to the charity of their choice. Of course, mine is Teacher's Treasures. We'll talk about that. Margaret Sheehan always is close to my heart with that, especially now that our educators, our teachers are all going back to school. And you really don't realize, uh, certainly unless you're a teacher, you don't realize just how much goes into it, how much comes out of pocket until that time is officially underway. So four grand to the winner. And again, Teacher's Treasures is what I'm going with. You can come by and join us. As you can see right here, we're drinking. As you can see right here, we're going to be tasty meat, smoking goodness all afternoon long. 71st in Keystone. Very easy for you to get here. We would love to see you as a part of this on a Thursday. And again, we're inside, so don't worry about it being too hot and too sweaty, anything like that. We're inside at the incredible Sullivan Hardware and Garden, where Mike Wells will join us coming up in just a bit. Mark Vandermeer is going to join us. He is the voice of the Houston Texans. A little AFC South conversation with Mark later on this hour. And Mike Chappell is going to help us break down all that has been going on. And believe me, once I got off the air yesterday, that's when the fun really started, right? 
And I'm not going to bore a lot of you with what took place. You know, just a little under 24 hours yesterday. I'm sure you probably all heard the whole recap and the rehash over and over again. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that if you're Jonathan Taylor, and really nothing has been said from Jonathan Taylor. It's just been his agent. And his agent kind of doubled down on it again today. Uh, If you haven't seen that, uh, it was um, Rappaport saying, you know what, I hope this – situation between Jim Irsay, the Colts owner, and uh, what's his name, Malky Kwa, or whatever his name is, the agent for Jonathan Taylor. You know, I hope the situation can be rectified. I hope they can come together on this. Um, this was just maybe 30 minutes or so ago. And then the agent of Jonathan Taylor, his response was, I doubt it. So he's doubling down on that. Let, let's do this, okay? Let's, let's not have another circus. I'm sick of circuses. Uh, I liked circuses when I was like seven. Like when Barnum and Bailey rolled into town, or you know you had some of those other offshoot circuses, and they were they were fun, right? I'm sick of this, and I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying right now is, hey, you know what, Jonathan Taylor is not. I mean, he's risking here if his agent continues to be outspoken. He is in this case risking, you know, losing support from the fan base here, which I think he has. I think the fan base understands, much like I've talked about, you know, why it's necessary to have him, why he is a necessary component of this team. Now, you get back to what started all this yesterday with the original Jim Mercer tweet. I was talking to Tony Katz on his show a little bit earlier, and Tony asked me, you know, why did Jim feel it necessary to do that? Well, one, because it's Jim, and he just, when he feels necessary in doing something, he does it. Now, would it be better said to have stayed quiet? In all this, because, really, I mean, really, what more do you have to say? We all know where the running back situation is. We all know how disposable that position is across the landscape of the NFL. And with very, you know, few differences here, you might talk about, you know, McCaffrey or Kamara, for example, because these guys are also big time out of the backfield, pass catching, third down type of dudes. So they're always going to get the nod over the other guys in this case. Um, I I never thought, by the way, that Jonathan Taylor could not be utilized in that capacity. I just don't think he ever has. He's just been kind of the bell cow, the workhorse running back-wise. But I'll get back to that in just a second. Back to Jim Mercer for a moment. Tony had asked me, so why do you think that the Colts owner felt compelled to say that? Um, And I don't know. I don't know if he was responding to Najee Harris was very outspoken, the running back for the Steelers, about the present-day situation you know, with running backs and how they're getting compensated or not getting compensated and how they feel they're being treated unfairly. So he was outspoken. I I couldn't really tell if that was maybe uh, responding to that. But the problem you have if you're Jim Irsay, you have a lot of unfinished business under your own roof. And if you're the owner, as much as you want to say it, you probably should err on the side of caution and make sure everything else gets worked out, no matter what you're thinking here. I mean, if you're thinking, you know, this guy's not going to be worth it long term, we don't want him, okay. If you're thinking he has to be here and he's going to be very important to the offense, not just now but moving forward, then whatever. But it would have been just better if you wouldn't have said anything. Now, here's the reason why he did. And I've said this over and over again, and you can say what you want if you disagree, but I'm telling you this is true. He wants to be an owner's voice. He wants to be one of the top owner's voices in the NFL. That's how he views himself. 
In the past, we have seen it. We've seen the likes of Jerry Jones and others, right? You can name them, who have been, you know, outspoken on a variety of NFL-related issues when asked. There are some out there that just would rather remain silent, rather be in the background, and let their guys handle stuff. See you later, Paul. Take it easy. Like Biscotti with the Ravens lets uh, the nut job uh, Eric DaCosta handle things in Baltimore, his general manager, um, and he's kind of in the background. But that's ultimately not what Jim wants. Jim wants to be a voice. If you remember, Jim was very outspoken and really led, as far as the owners were concerned, uh, with all that was the path taken on Daniel Snyder. I mean, he was out front and outspoken there, and I've said this all along. I think now he views himself and wants to be that. He wants to be a go-to quote in terms of things that affect the NFL. I think what they call it right now is uh, defending the shield. And I know a lot of you people think that that's, that's lame, but that's you know, something that is referenced. He wants to be known as one of those go-to leadership type of owners in the NFL. And I've said that for the past couple of years now, and I still will maintain that is true. So when Tony asked me that question a little bit earlier today, that was my response. I mean, you could err on the side of caution knowing that you're kind of knee-deep in your own situation right now. You know, not the same as it has been with Saquon Barkley. You know, not the same as it is with, with Jacobs. Not the same as it has been with Eckler. But you're still in that situation right now. So maybe let that get handled before you say something. And in this case, I've said this all along, and I'll get back to some have made that excuse regarding what Najee Harris said yesterday. Najee Harris said that, and that's who Jim was talking to about. Problem is, it gets lost in translation. And I say this all the time about social media, especially Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called right now. You have stuff. If you have to translate it, that is not good for you. And in this case, it's not good for Jim. In this case, it's not good for the Colts. Now, if Jim just doesn't really care and now is on board with going ahead and watching after this year, for example, Jonathan Taylor going someplace else, or you know, a lot of people are suggesting now, well, I think you have to trade this guy because now he's got an outspoken representation and it's just going to cause too much of a mess. And now you're going to have people that have been on the side of Jonathan Taylor and understand what I understand and what a lot of us understand, that he's going to be important in the maturation with this offense in mind as a producer for the rookie quarterback whenever it is the rookie quarterback is going to start. But I would also remind you this. The reason why we're here right now is because of the way that Chris Ballard has built this team. That's the reason why we're here. That is the reason why we're here. And there is hardly anything to show for those six years in that philosophy and how you build. And I know everybody was excited about Shaquille Leonard yesterday, and that's good. But there's still a long way to go. And certainly the questions still remain about whether or not he is going to be what everybody thought he was going to be, and especially the Colts, when they extended him. Same thing holds true with with Quentin Nelson. I mean, who knows one of these days? Is he going to get back to where people thought he was going to be? And we're talking about, again, linebackers, and we're talking about left guards. And with Jonathan Taylor, we're talking about running backs. 
And those are not at the top of the list of importance when you're building a modern era NFL team. So the situation that you find yourself in right now, if you're Jim Mersey, has all been put together by your general manager. And remember, you decided to sink again even more confidence in your general manager this past offseason when you made changes at head coach and brought in Shane Steichen, when you decided to look longer term in the future and finally rip that Band-Aid off and not go for the flavor of the month veteran quarterback to bring in here to get this team to maybe a division title, maybe at least of the postseason. You decided to look to the long-term future with Anthony Richardson and then decided to go ahead and trust in your general manager. But, again, that's the reason why you find yourself where you are right now. That's the reason why you find yourself needing to be outspoken yesterday via social media. And that's why now you kind of find yourself in – and believe me, everybody in the NFL is looking for something more than just how many dink and dunk passes the rookie quarterback completed in a practice session yesterday. They're looking for something like this. And you know what? If you're the Colts, you don't want this. You just don't want it. And I know that they're going to say, well, this doesn't bug – listen, they hear absolutely everything. They read absolutely everything. That's the one thing that wears me out. It wears me out regarding the NFL is that, you know, we we always know everything. We know everything. And then when something that they don't know, it's like some big surprise. They know what's going on out there. They know what's being written, what's being said. And this is just not something that you want to mess with right now. Again, the rest of the NFL world is looking for a golden nugget like this. Think about how the NFL world last year absolutely loved the hiring of Jeff Saturday. And he won that first week game in Vegas, and then nothing past that. And just think about how the rest of the NFL tore in to Jeff Saturday. Now, people that didn't work with him at ESPN, mind you, but a lot did. Certainly a lot tore into the Colts and the organization and the owner. You just don't want this. And I'm not suggesting this is going to be some huge distraction or whatever. Just don't screw around with this. I'm I'm so sick and tired of around here having circuses or circus-like situations. Just don't make this into one. Don't – just don't crap where you eat, okay? That's a horrible southern Indiana description. Just – I mean, don't. Just don't do it. And, again, I understand where he's coming from. You want to be outspoken, and you're going to defend the honor of, you know, the collective bargaining agreement, and you're going to defend the honor of the NFL. And, hey, we're not trying to put the screws. This was all agreed upon. And we all know where everybody is right now. And, see, that's, that's the cut and the dry of it. We all know where everybody is. We all know where running backs are. I mean, it would be absolutely ridiculous for Jonathan Taylor even to suggest or to think about holding out moving forward. Because all you're going you're gonna to lose money that you never, ever will make again. You're going to Oladipo yourself. That's all you're going to do. So you know that ultimately you're going to have to play. And I'm sorry, the Colts better know that in the maturation process of a young quarterback, whenever that young quarterback, and we'll get into this, is going to start at some point, needs the production of Jonathan Taylor. And again, if you want somebody to blame, blame the somebody that put this thing together that you reinvested confidence in this past offseason. That's where it all starts. 
Hey, I think everybody would be happy one of these days if they decided to go ahead and, and move on over the modern era of the NFL. But right now, you just find yourself in a spot. You don't have enough quality offensive weapons to justify losing one like that. Running back or not, third down back or not, you don't have enough quality offensive weapons to justify that so really in the present and what I think is going to be certainly next year and if it's going to end up being a franchise tag again take it I I think a lot of people it's funny people thought that Saquon Barkley sold out Saquon Barkley to me was washing his own ass and you better do that you better do that in the NFL because this thing goes by in a whisper and your opportunity to make that amount of money is fleeting So make sure you make it right now. So to me, there's Scott Long in the house, everybody. To me, this is all incredibly silly. And you know what? It's funny. Maybe as it turns out, there's not going to be much going on here. You know, maybe as it turns out, you know, maybe Jim Irsay was talking about Najee Harris and, you know, didn't mean to talk about Jonathan Taylor. But again, when you're open for interpretation in social media, you're kind of left with that. You let people make their own decisions on it. And those were the decisions last night people were making. A lot of Colts fans were making those decisions. And then, if I'm the representation of Jonathan Taylor, I would just shut up. I would just shut up. I think everybody just needs to shut up, but me. I need to keep on talking, and I need to be the voice of reason. But I think everybody else just needs to shut up. We have gone through too much of a clown show, especially this past year, to have to have the circus in town again after day number one of training camp in Westfield. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Again, we know we know what's going on. You guys all know the rules. Nothing's changed. Right? Nothing's changed. It's not like Jonathan Taylor overnight became more valuable. Now you gotta watch you gotta watch what your representation is doing. Because that's not good whatsoever. I mean, the whole I doubt it thing, that's, that's what you do when you get in, in little, you know, pissy Twitter fights. I see that all the time from adults and from the younger generation. I, I think if you're representing an NFL guy, you probably don't want to do that. I'm guessing. I guess there's a level of professionalism. But again, I, I look at it with Jim in mind. Jim just went someplace where you got to, okay, let me think about this for a moment. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. You know, I did say two weeks ago that he was healed, and then he started on Pup. He, he, you know what? This is what I believe in, but maybe I should wait until, you know, everything is, is now good and we can move forward and worry about practices and not worry about this crap. I mean, they did. They Seriously. And it was begrudgingly, they moved days of our lives from NBC to Peacock for a reason. Because people are getting sick and tired of soap operas. Like we're all sick and tired of a soap opera around here. I don't want it. You don't want it. They don't want it. And there's no reason for it. So I know this is going to be a differing opinion than everybody else. But that's where you need to go with this. Just realize what both sides need. Come together. And again, I will say if they have made or drawn a conclusion to where they want to start building an NFL team like an NFL team of this era should be built, then so be it. But I would also advise you of this. You have a very young and incredibly inexperienced quarterback that should be playing 
Better be playing at some point, and he's going to need all the help he can get. Well, look what uh, Zach Moss did at the end of last year. Well, I mean, look what anybody did at the end of last year. I mean, you really? You're going to take something away from last year and go, well, this is going to go ahead and translate to this year. You don't want to do it. Go with those that you planned on having anyway, which they did, that you planned on playing anyway, which you did, and go with it. And then help out. Help out your rookie quarterback. You know, maybe help out revamping an offensive line with this absolute mess a year ago. I mean, there's so much to get on with right now, but we're kind of left in judgment of this silliness. So, owner, got to stop it. Representation of Jonathan Taylor, stop it. Everybody realize what the situation is and then move forward like you've been a part of a team or been a part of something like this before. I mean, hell, I'm able to tell you this inside a greenhouse at Sullivan Hardware and Garden. It should not be that difficult to figure out throughout the landscape of the NFL, especially in terms of the Colts and what you want, what is important right now and what is going to be important, not just in the long-term future, but in the short term. Hey, keep in mind, too, you've got a fan base that is very excited about the product that you have right now, and it's more because of the mystery of the quarterback. And I know that they're taking their time between Anthony Richardson and taking their time with Gardner Minshew as the starter. You know, again, I'm not going to make a judgment on that right now on what they're thinking. I still want him to start in week number one, he being Richardson. But I'm not going to make a judgment on it right now because I don't think we know before they actually play in preseason games. But I think I can make a pretty significant judgment right now that already under contract, Jonathan Taylor is necessary for this year. And until I'm proven otherwise, I mean, if Anthony Richardson goes wild with just whomever that running back, then you can figure that out after next year. Or you can franchise tag him going into next year. But all this is just nothing but silliness right now. And it needs to stop. rest of the NFL laughs at this stuff. rest of the NFL, those that cover the NFL nationally, think this thing is a big joke. Just kind of waiting on it. And, again, if there were, like, question marks out there, I would agree with you. But there are no questions here. We have all the stinking answers to this. We know what's necessary on both sides. Stop with the foolishness. Stop with the silliness. Move forward. And let's pay a little bit more attention to how this team is going to grow into whatever it's going to be. Hopefully sooner rather than later. All right, we got a lot to talk about right there. Look who is here. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. It is the, I think, third annual smoke-off smoke here smoke. at Sullivan Hardware in Garden, 71st and Keystone. You can see if you're online right there via YouTube Live inside the lounge, Mike Wells is in the house. You do not see off-camera the incredibly lovely Layla is here. And I feel terrible. I didn't even think about bringing Lanny, and all she's doing Man. is a big bunch of nothing right now. Man, listen, I she had is going to be upset. I had to drag Layla out the house, man. And are, are you are you? Based, I know we're about to go to break, but are you yeah. telling uh, JT's agent just to shut the hell up? Well, I, I think everybody needs to shut up. I mean, because I'm sick of no, t- I'm, no. I, I want the, I'm sick of the circus being in town around here. Man, I love it. Well, I mean, yeah, because you don't have to cover it anymore. <laughs> I mean, think about think about in the the Ballard era, how much of this 
has been a circus. Is he going to play or is he isn't going to play? Is he going to be healthy? Is he in Europe? Where is he? I mean, it was that circus. Okay, what quarterback is it going to be? Is this quarterback vaxxed? Is this quarterback going to be playing? Why is this quarterback under pressure throwing with his left hand? Hey, how about this quarterback? This quarterback's not too old. We took it half an hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to tape to see that Matt Ryan's good to go. And then last year, hey, let's go ahead and bring in Jeff Saturday. Stop with this. I mean, shouldn't both sides realize that right now the Colts need a productive running back no matter what else is going on in the NFL and the needs of the other teams in the NFL might be? They need Jonathan Taylor right now. And Jonathan Taylor needs a team that needs him. Yeah, all right? I, Nothing changed. The rules aren't changing no, all of a sudden. No, no, no listen, you, you're completely right on this. Um, all, all I know is that uh, Jonathan Taylor's agent continues to sound like a buffoon on Twitter. Well, that, the whole um, I doubt it stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is such a little baby like social media crap. And I mean, some adults hey, die. We know a lot of adults that do the same crap. Oh, listen, listen. Yeah. There, there's definitely some juveniles who have had radio shows on uh, social media and everything who, who act like fools on social media. Um, but um, I, I, I think he completes, he completely sounds like an idiot. He needs to pick up the phone and call um, – no, hey, Pat Sullivan. I would never, ever, ever That's call not, you a buffoon. That is, that is not the Home and Garden no, Show Saturday no. mornings on hey, 93 WIBC. I, I would never call you a buffoon, uh, Pat. I, I, I love you. Hopefully, folks, going to come over here on uh, – Keystone, come uh, buy some big green eggs, some Traegers, come eat some food. Jay's got a uh, adult beverage going on I'm right there. I'm drinking. I, I just finished off a, a Celsius that your girl Layla said. Layla. I picked up the worst f- flavor, orange. I just need some energy, quite honestly. But no. See, that stuff doesn't give me energy. I need amino energy. That does it. Celsius doesn't do anything for me. No, I, I, Layla, does it do anything for you? Really? But she, hey, but she won't drink the orange, so she'd rather have no energy than uh, drink I orange. do amino energy, and it's like $25 a can or something. Oh, it's yeah. like a thimble or something. I love your kid, but I'm not paying $25 a can for that. <laughs> yeah. for that so. All right, so what, hey, what do you think about this? We'll get into the whole smoke-off stuff and, and how we're going to judge this coming up in a minute. Our friend Scott Long's out here in the audience, which is good to see. But what do you, what do you think about this entire situation past 24 hours? Uh, in, in all honesty, I, I, I hate it because – it is always something with the Colts. I know I don't cover them anymore, but it, it has always been something since the Flategate, quite honestly. Since that AFC Championship game in January 2015, it's been downhill. You've had the you had the, yeah. the uh, Ryan Grixon, Chuck Bagano, uh fiasco, Andrew Luck missing 2017, Andrew Luck retiring. You had um, Phillip Rivers has been, honestly, Phillip Rivers and Jonathan Taylor's rookie season have been only two bright spots yeah. for the Colts. I mean, yeah. listen, it's great that Shaq Leonard's out there, but – they're still concerned. Now. Let me tell you one of the most ridiculous arguments I brought up on this show in recent history, which are many. But it was after that Buffalo game, they lost, and with a lot of buffoonery that went on there. Cool. And I thought, you know what, Philip Rivers, they wanted him to come back for year number two. Uh, ultimately, he decided not to and go coach high school football. But I thought, you know, it's really tough because his arm strength just isn't there. And, you know, it allows defenders to take away, you know, half the field, the other half of the mm-hmm. field. And you know how stupid of an argument that is now? <laughs> I mean, you would love that. That season that Phillip Rivers gave would be celebratory in nearly every angle right oh now. Oh, my God. It, it, it'd be winning. Yeah. It'd be winning so much. I mean, even my man Scott Long would have me on his comedy tour again at some point, even though I turned him down like 15 times, though. So. Do you turn him down? Yeah, because listen, I, I know I talk a lot of beep and stuff, and I have fun, but uh, I probably I probably peed out my legs if I had to stand in front of everybody. No, you wouldn't pee down your that. leg. 
Hey, man, Layla, if your dad starts peeing down his leg, we have to give him some man diapers. <laughs> Can't have that. All right, Mike, hang around here. I'm going to get Scott on here in a second, too. Mark Vandermeer is the voice of the Houston Texans. He's going to join us a little bit later on. Pat Sullivan is going to be in the mix, too. Mike Chappell coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. This is the third annual smoke-off. We are inside the greenhouse at Sullivan Hardware and Garden at 71st and Keystone. Stop by because the meats are going to be out here. My meat master, Joe Sullivan, and the meat master of Mike Wells, Justin Weddle, are cooking up exactly what is necessary. And again, my charity is Teacher's Treasures. Now, Mike, what's your charity? For I'm the going win? with the uh, – I, I, I got to go with the hometown. I'm going to the Brownsburg Education Foundation. The okay. Brownsburg Education Foundation. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying close to home. What's that got, like a uh, quarter in it right now? What? Ah, you know oh, I'm they, just joking. I'm just making a Brownsburg man, joke right hey, there. Hey, listen. I'm uh, making a Brownsburg which, joke. Which, which, hey, like it. which is why we need to win because we need more than a quarter in there. Well, if you think that uh, there's a quarter, you'll see the one where I am. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, no doubt. Especially the one I came from, by the way. Yes, Ooh. originally. All right, Mike's going to rejoin us in a second. We'll talk to Scott as well. Your calls at 239-1070. I do want to get your responses and reactions to what I said and to see if that makes sense to any of you. And I know a lot of you, much like Mike, would like to see this kind of turn into more of a ridiculous fiasco soap opera type of thing. But believe me, as I mentioned earlier, just don't want it. 239-1070 for that. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. If you're watching right now, you can see both Mike and I at the third annual smoke-off. The meats are just about ready. We need you here. We've got beverages. We've got tasty meats. And we've got a charity, actually two, that we're playing for this afternoon and judging for. So get here. 71st and Keystone, that is Sullivan Hardware and Garden. More to come inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD Radio, and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of damn nerds. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Sullivan Hardware and Garden. It is our third annual smoke-off. Our tasty meats will be judged coming up in just a bit. We'd love to see you here in the greenhouse at Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st and Keystone. Mike Wells rejoins in a second. He is my competition today. I think I'm like a two-time champion of this. We'll see what happens a little bit later on. Our friend Scott Long, comedian extraordinaire and friend of the show, is is joining us. And I I saw you here, and I'm I'm glad you stopped by uh, because last week was incredibly tough, and it remains tough. Because yeah. uh, a very close mutual friend of ours for a long time, yeah. and Ron Sexton, passed away last Friday. Doesn't seem real, right? It does not seem real. I mean, to be 52 years old and, uh, you know, I, when people were asking me about it, it's like, you, you and I knew him when he was, he was like an insurance salesman. Well, I think he was working behind a desk in a hotel yeah. down at 65 in Southport. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was the nicest guy. He was. And he wanted everybody to feel good. And that's what I love when I'm reading some posts about, like, after the shows, yeah. he would be with everybody. And I've done stand-up for 33 years. I promise you there are some big-time people that if you're not buying the T-shirt or uh, shooting the, the, you know, doing the meet-and-greet for an extra 25, he did it in every VFW. Yeah. Every American Legion Hall in the Midwest and some in the South. So great, greatest guy. Um, You know, I just like to think about 
early days when you were working the board and yep. he's in the little chair yep. and Mark Patrick's doing the thing and then I'm coming in and telling yep. jokes and you never know where life's going to take you. You don't. You don't. I, um, Jason Hoff says to the Bob and Tom show, and I got Tom's permission, and I just haven't got him all routed up yet, has been sending me old Ron bits yeah. that were still on CDs where he used to do press conferences with the Benner brothers yeah. and Mark Boyle and Slick, Bill Polian, Jim, his Jim Ursay impression might go down in history as the absolute best. It, it, uh, it was. Yeah. It was. And he was like the first one. And I mean, he could yeah. do Bob Knight. He could yeah. do all kinds Everything. of people. And people know him just as Donnie Baker. And yeah. that was the one that got him in the peewee suit all the time. But he was so many other things. Yeah, it, it, it hurts. I mean, yeah. it, it really does. So many people, too, because, I mean, through that character of Donnie Baker and certainly through our friendship with sure. him, he just had such a profound effect on everybody. He was just like if you saw him, you were ne- no one ever went, oh, not that guy. Yeah. It was exactly. the opposite. Yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes, he got you up when he entered the room every yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm sure we're that opposite. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like I really like him, but I don't know if I need him today. Never with Ron. No, it's just who he was, man. He was just good energy and never got a, like a never was a prima donna. If I would have hit that success, <laughs> forget about it. I never yeah. I, I always tell this really funny story where to me it was like he was starting out. He's doing impressions. His impressions are really good. His personality outside of that wasn't great. He was no Frank Caliendo with just standing on stage doing yeah. the impressions. Right. But his, Frank told me he's one of the best impressions he had ever heard. Yeah, right. So I have him opening for me in Crawfordsville, Indiana. It's a bar gig. Uh, he's like, hey, could I do that? I'm like, sure, whatever. And he does about 15 minutes. Does okay. I mean, I killed it. The owner's like, boy, I loved you. Don't ever bring that guy back. Two years later, he's Donnie Baker. <laughs> and that guy would have probably given like $10,000 <laughs> exactly. to have him. Exactly. And within 10 years, I'm opening for Ron. So yeah. you just don't know, you don't and you know. got to put your ego in the back seat. But I love the guy, and uh, uh, I just I, th- I love that you're keeping his memory alive. Always. Um, Always. I, I'll have to send you a couple. He's on my first comedy CD. <laughs> he's, doing impre- he's doing like an Eddie Murphy impression on it. Um, it it's great. Yeah. This Gandolfini was uh, incredible. It was the best. So, hey, it's good to see you, man. I know yeah. you got to run here. Thanks yeah, for I'm stopping by. Yeah, I'm off to by. Butler. Uh, they're doing – thank you, Butler uh, Basketball. They're doing a really cool camp for uh, people with disabilities, like my daughter Maddie. We and love she's to a see celebrity Maddie. in her own see, right. Maddie's awesome. Right. So, uh, looking forward to that. So, keep doing it. And uh, yep. I'm on for 17 weeks of Minshew, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> no. There's never been a 21-year-old <laughs> – quarterback that's been worth a crap. Well, who cares? Ever. It doesn't matter. Minshew was 37 touchdowns, 11 uh-huh. interceptions. He played <laughs> under the guy at Philadelphia. Only if he's One playing season. against the Colts defense every week. Because that's where all his success is. I'm just telling you right now, look at me in the YouTube thing. I like Minshew. There we go. Good to see you, buddy. Bye. Good to see you, Maddie. Good to see Maddie. Have fun at Butler, Maddie. She's almost 20. Oh, Maddie's awesome. See you, buddy. Good to see you guys. Scott Long, everybody, right there with us. Mark Vandermeer, who is the voice of the Houston Texans, is going to join us next. Yeah, Scott and I go way back. I'd known Ron Sexton for 23 years. Uh, Worked with him. I talked to him basically over a five-year span every day, a couple of times a day. And uh, last week, 
Last week was a struggle, no doubt about that. Mike Wells rejoins us now. Do we know anything about our smoked meats yet? Have you heard how great they are? Um, sources on the street tell me that um, I might be the leader. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, 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 that's what sources Clubhouse tell me. Clubhouse leader, right? Because you brought that lovely right there. Yeah. That lovely daughter of yours Listen, in the house. Listen, Layla Lee Wells came in the house. <laughs> I asked her, I said, do you want to go get something to eat? She goes, no, I want to I eat your that's, brisket. That's a so, good uh, there. Smart, smart kid right there. So uh, hopefully we're getting close. We're getting close. Mike Wells will stay with us. Mark Vanderbilt, voice of the Texans, other side. Maybe do a little bit of Pat Sullivan hashtag ask Pat. Tomorrow's show is not too far from here. The Rook for a tavern tour stop. I believe we can throw a rock and hit it from here. And the I, Rook tomorrow. I got to tell you right now, mm-hmm. I, won't be, I won't be on tomorrow. Uh, I am about to go out and I'm going to s- sweat on my uh, sweat my peanuts off. Oh, yeah? Walking around with Kings Island with uh, oh, Layla man. and Tay tomorrow. We are going to brave the Kings, Kings Island. Because, you know, we go, Brownsburg yep. goes back to school next Wednesday. Yep. So uh, we are going to go ahead and hit up Kings Island. I've been holding it off all summer. And, of course, it's going to be 95 degrees. Oh, yeah. That will be very enjoyable. Oh, yeah. You better stay at the water park portion of it. I'm going to be cussing <laughs> nonstop when I'm walking around Kings Island. I just want the funnel cake. If I can walk yeah. in and get funnel cake, go sit in a car in the air condition for the rest of the day, I'd be happy. No, no doubt. Wells with us on the other side. Mark Vandermeer, too, and more about the uh, the Jim Irsay tweet from yesterday and where we stand right now regarding the Jonathan Taylor. Third annual smoke-off, 71st in Keystone, Sullivan Hardware and Garden on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back to third annual Smoke Off at Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st and Keystone. Judging is essential in this. Again, four grand to the winner. The competition between me and uh, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. Um, Here's how we size it up right now. And you can be the judge, too. So join us here, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st and Keystone. Uh, Smoked on the big green egg. Cook temp. 225, the wood, hickory chunk, the rub, killer hogs, brisket rub, and a light dust of coffee rub. Cook time, 15 hours, wrapped at a buck 60, added beef tallow to it. Final brisket temp, pulled at 195, rested at a buck 99, resting for an hour. And again, four grand to our charity. Um, mine is Teacher's Treasures. Four grand to the winner, the smoke off, the third annual Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st and Keystone. Join us here as a judge. Meantime, got more on the cold situation, kind of a breakdown of what's transpired in nearly the past 24 hours, which is not good in terms of we've seen enough of the circus in town around here. Move away from that. Jump back on that coming up in a minute. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline, the longtime voice of the Houston Texans as they get set to make a not-so-subtle quarterback transition of their own Mark Vanderman joins us. So, yeah, Mark, you're in a territory right now where everything seems to be good and you're just kind of going through and everybody's evaluating practice. And once again, we got the whole Days of Our Lives soap opera in town here again. Fantastic, huh? 
Well, you know, you know, John, with the Colts, that's our nemesis, okay? We just won for the <laughs> tenth time in franchise history against them, and it was one that a lot of people thought, you didn't really want that one. Yeah. And it was weird last year because the Texans didn't lose to the Colts, yet after each game I felt eh, a tie and then that win where you lost the uh, number one pick. But it all worked out because you have C.J. Stroud here, and he looks pretty good so far. All right, give me a size up from what, what you know of the competition very very early stages mind you but uh, between davis mills and cj stroud we know around here that they're going to handle anthony richardson certainly with a soft touch moving forward here what's the handles on the rookie quarterback compared to davis mills down in houston well, it's funny because they call it a competition, but I just feel like Mills is getting some one reps and Stroud is getting some one reps and the whole team's just trying to get better together. And that's the picture that D'Amico Ryans has painted here, and I think it's working. The culture is fantastic. I mean, it's as good as I've seen it in a long time around here. And I just really feel like these positive vibes. I mean, you talked about the offseason. It was, you know, we've all heard of the summer of love. This was the offseason of love. And, and everyone felt great with D'Amico coming back with Dragon. Drafting Stroud with moving up to get Will Anderson. And, you know, now we see two quarterbacks going at it in practice. And Case Keenum as well. The crafty veteran looks pretty good out there. So everybody's got their moments. But it's two days into training camp, John. And so you know that it's going to be defense ahead of the offense at this point, even though we've seen some nice flashes. And I think so far so good is the report here. Mark Vandermeer is the voice of the Texans with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Was everybody in firm agreement there that the offseason for the Texans was, especially in that draft at the top, about as good as it could be? Yeah, absolutely. I, everyone felt great about getting a quarterback because it was uncertain. I mean, I drove to the draft party. We do a, a show every year, and we do 16 hours of draft coverage, and I know you do your thing as well. And, you know, I drove there that night not knowing what they were going to do. I thought, you know, there was, there was some talk out there, the possibility of Stroud, but I thought maybe they would take Anderson or somebody like that and then drop down or not drop down, but then, you know, maybe take a quarterback with the next pick or, or actually trade that down and get Hendon Hooker or somebody like that, but they got Stroud, and I thought, all right, here we go. Let's rock. And then they moved up to get Anderson, which was the total shocker, but you've got two top five players out of this draft. They wanted to accelerate the rejuvenation of the franchise, and I'm hoping that's what they did with those moves. Yeah, it, uh, it, you mentioned uh, the new head coach and, and D'Amico Ryans and, and what he has meant to that organization in the past. I'll tell you, if there was a coach that ever fit like a Lego just solidly, it would seem like first-year head coach and the Houston organization, a place where he played so well and certainly as a player was so fondly remembered. Absolutely. They loved him here. And I always thought that he was the best player leader they have ever had. And that includes anybody you can think of. And I would have said that two months before they hired him. I just felt that great about D'Amico Ryans. And it wasn't surprising me that he was doing such a terrific job as coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that's an old franchise, 1946. And they had never finished number one in yards and points allowed. But they did that with D'Amico coaching them. Now, they had great players. 
and he did a really great job. So you start over here, and when you're sitting in the big seat, things are different. But I think he's put great people around him, and he's off to a good start here, but they haven't played any games yet, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's all a construction project, as you know, at this point for teams like the Texans and the Colts, and you know, it's a little bit different for the Titans and the Jags. I get it, but everybody's hopeful this time of year. Do um, Does he make the defensive calls, or is that uh, Matt Burke, I believe, is the defensive coordinator? Is that Burke's job? Is he just going to worry about head coaching in this case, or will he be a part of that defensively? He said he would start off calling the defense. So it'll be him, and I like that. I know a head coach has a lot to think about, but he's, he's also been clear that they have numerous people, they have a lot of conversations about game management, what to do in certain situations. They have not wasted time this offseason. They have spent a lot of time on what to do when certain things occur through the course of a game, especially in crunch time. So I think he'll be ready for those things. Of course, you never know until you know, but I think he's got a lot of help. And I'm not sure exactly how he's setting those things up, but he's a smart guy. And like I said, a good leader. Everybody feels empowered and energized. So that's a real positive. So Mark Vandermeer is the voice of the Texans via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You know, obviously, besides taking over long-term a quarterback, which is the hope there with C.J. Stroud, what was the most important position that needed Maybe drastic improvement, certainly if not drastic, a not so subtle level of improvement. What position would that have been? You know, it's funny because Damian Pierce did a really terrific job running the ball last year, but they still, as a team, did not run the ball well. So they needed to improve the offensive line and make sure whatever backs they did get, and they got the Bills' leading rusher and Devin Singletary, whoever they got needed to do a good job. And the line, they just signed Titus Howard to extension. They re-upped with Laramie Tunsil. They got Shaq Mason in acquisition from Tampa Bay. So this guy is uh, is really going to help them at guard. Kenyon Green, year two, a first-round pick from last Last year, I think the line's on the rise here, but it was the defense that I thought got a big boost with Jimmy Ward in the secondary. Uh, they needed to do that. Denzel Perryman at linebacker, numerous other players. I mean, when you have Hassan Ridgeway, who's the size of a vending machine on that D-line now as part of a rotation, that's good. Sheldon Rankins comes over. I mean, these free agent acquisitions were no joke. Dalton Schultz, I mean, that really helps. Along with the draft choices, uh, they really gave themselves a big B-12 shot in personnel. The, the talent level out here is very different from what it was the last couple of years, it, so I'm eager to see how it plays out. Is there more belief here? Because over the years with, with Chris Ballard, the belief has certainly been more so in, in drafting and in keeping mm-hmm. your own. We'll see if that holds true with Jonathan Taylor here moving forward, but it has been more drafting over free agency and I often have not been the biggest fan of that. Uh, as far as brain trust is concerned in Houston, where's the philosophy now? Is it more deeply dug into especially the work you guys did down there at the top of the draft. Is it drafting your own and moving forward, or is it doing more than just sampling with free agency to try to make on the fly either side of the football better? Well, the free agents they got, most of them are on short-term deals. So I think what, what the philosophy is, they want to draft well. They want to build to the draft. There's no question. But to accelerate what you're doing wins and losses-wise, you get some key free agents, and that ups the talent level at those position groups they're in. And then the draft choices can develop, and they're not under such pressure to perform right away and win right away. And I'm not saying the Texans are in win-now mode or anything, but they want to do better. They want to win more games. They won three 
three games last year, four games the two years before that. I mean, they want to get going here. They want to be in the mix somehow. And in this division, it might be possible. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think there's some yeah. opportunities here and see if they can take advantage of them. Well, I think uh, numbnuts like me kind of really oversell Jacksonville too much. I do. I, I mean, and nothing against them. They, they should be good. And you especially – saw them make significant strides in a win and a loss in the postseason. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, maybe I'm overselling them too much, but it is still Jacksonville. And, you know, injuries are a great equalizer. Certainly I don't think Tennessee is going to be what anybody um, would want to ride home about. Uh, and the Colts aren't to me either. So, I mean, do you say kind of why not Houston in, in terms of what they have done over this past year to kind of rebuild things, either veteran quarterback? I'm assuming it's going to be Stroud. I don't know what you think, but they have a pretty good shot within this division with you looking at it right now. It's hard to define as good shot. Let's just put it this way. I'm all for one of those AFC South years, those good old-fashioned mid-teens AFC South <laughs> years where yeah. you know, somebody's like 8 and 9, 9 and 8, they're right in it, and maybe you pull yeah. out over the uh, finish line at the very end here, see how it goes, because I think it could be like that. I think Jacksonville's good, but you pointed it out. I mean, they were super healthy. I think they were the healthiest or the second healthiest team in the league last year, and that was just like 2017 for them. Is that going to happen again? I don't think so so we'll see what happens mark vandermeer is the voice of the texans with us via the andy moore automotive group hotline mark if you don't mind we'll probably check in again as we get toward the uh, end of, of camp down there and see how things are going but uh always great to talk with you and talking football is always good we'll do it again soon mark thank you Likewise, thanks for having me on, John. mark vandermeer the voice of the texans on the andy moore automotive group hotline you know it's funny if you look at the way and, and some of the names of the Shaq Mason and Sheldon Rankins and others that they picked up on these, these shorter-term deals to take a chance, that, that is, I think, a very good way to try to handle free agency. I think we always think of it in terms of like what Jacksonville did with Christian Kirk a year ago, just giving you know a guy that people didn't think at the time was going to be worth it a great deal of money. And it turned out to be worth it. But I think kind of piecing this here and there together with guys that might, you know, playing for another contract, playing to stay in the NFL that have had past success at a higher level, not a bad way to go about that, I wouldn't think, right there. Quick break. We'll come back. Mike Wells rejoins. Pat Sullivan's coming as well. The third annual smoke-off is going on right now at Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st and Keystone. It is me versus Mike Wells. $4,000 in a charity contribution for us on the line. JMV and Joe Sullivan, Mike Wells, and Justin Weddle. It is called the Smoke-Off, the third annual. Hour two straight ahead. Get here and join us, 71st in Keystone. Love to see you. You can be a judge. We'll eat and drink, too, going into hour number two on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. 71st in Keystone, the third annual smoke-off at Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Join us here. Try our tasty meats. And $4,000 in a contribution of our choice to our favorite charities. In this case, mine is Teacher's Treasures, as always. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is here. Yours is? 
Brownsburg Education Foundation. Uh, speaking speaking of uh, teachers' treasures, yeah. are you going to have a golf outing too? Yes, we are. What's the date today? It is August the 18th, but there's a twist. It's all of us. It's a back nine. Oh, so you're not doing? Oh. You're not. You're not oh, doing, we're going to oh. go back nine. What time? And we're going to see if any of these clowns can outdrive me. Ooh. You should see me off a tee, man. At that place, man. I crush. We just we we, like we happy just, Gilmore. We just went to back nine for Tay's birthday last. Night. I, I I like it, but no, and this is no offense to Top Golf to those on the north side, but we had a great time. Uh, Tay had a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. Layla brought uh, her good friend, the Kramer's, uh, Merrick Kramer from Ron Colley. Ron Colley. Yes, in the house. So uh, we had we had a good time. Um, we had a lot of laughs. The boys were making fun of the girls swinging the golf clubs. The girls were making fun of the boys swinging the mm-hmm. golf club. What time on 18th? Did you get um, – I think it's all day long on, oh, on Friday the 18th of August. But, yeah, you got to be there oh, for oh, that, oh, too. I'm, I'm Shout definitely out to Marquez, by the way. Marquez is a Ron Colley guy who's one of the owners Ooh. of uh, oh, Back a, Nine. Man. Mm-hmm. Awesome I, dude right there. I, I, I think we Danny need, Hayes. We need Danny, to get our I think girl. I, said, I may have said Mark. Yeah. I was looking yeah. at Mark, thinking of Mark Vandermeer. Danny Hayes of Ron Colley. We have to get our girl at Ron Colley. We need to get our girl to go, go to Ron Colley. Uh, Laney and Merrick can play together at Ron Colley. Yeah. And, um, Is Layla you know, going to Ron Colley too? Um, What'd you say? We need, we need, <laughs> hey, need Lainey to go. We need. We need. I can't. Um, well, <laughs> Lainey doesn't want to hear it. And I, listen, Layla would be in the same boat. I mean, if you try to get away from her friends, there she probably go. Ah. I joked but, and uh, said, uh, I, "Listen, I've got, I've got schedules and workouts sent by the, so I know." Remember last but, year we, when the uh, Hot Shots played down in Bloomington? Uh huh. So when we got done, I said, "All right, let's go uh, looking for houses down here." Because I said, "You guys, <laughs> gonna, I said you guys are gonna be going to Bloomington South High School." Yeah. My kids, I swear to God, they would have jumped out of the car and ran away. I know. And skipped um, our pizza's mother bears. Yep. To do that, so yeah, same I, with I'm Lainey. Not, I'm not. I, I can't get her. I can't get the kids out of Brownsburg. Same way you can't get Laney out of Center Grove. Laney loves her CG friends. Right, There's no doubt about that. Get some playing so. time. Get some playing time around yeah, Collie. I, yeah. <laughs> I do. I love. Listen, I know this from Blake, though. I, I mean, uh, Ron Collie is awesome. Uh, yes. And I, it's funny. Before that, I thought. I always thought, man, I'm gonna pay for high school. There's no way. How silly is that? And then. His four years there, or going into his fourth year there. Where's he going to college? Standing. I have no idea. Wherever we can get him in, and let's get him down I to Bloomington. Let's get him down to Bloomington, man. I think Indiana State owes me a lot at this point right now, so I'm thinking maybe Indiana State just needs to go ahead and give him a full ride and Jack Assery like I had over there. Go ahead. I didn't have it. a full ride though. I had to pay for my Jack Assery. <laughs> <laughs> Long term. All right, um, we'll get back to a couple of different things and then talk about the smoke off here. We've got our judges rolling in. Our meet is just about done. We'll go over that. Um, but I want to bring back the whole Colts thing. You surprised yesterday with Anthony Richardson being the second team QB and more snaps going to one Gardner Minshew. I was not. Were you? Uh, no, but I, listen, I will be surprised come later in the training camp. And yeah. when I say training camp, I mean when they, even when they get back to West 56th Street. When they, they start, start playing. Yeah, yeah, they start. If, if Anthony, Anthony Richardson's snaps are not increasing, we've talked, we've talked about this all, all summer. You start getting you start getting nervous. You want to start panicking yeah. because the reality is we, we. I think everybody knows what Minshew has. Mm-hmm. He he's shown what he has, but it is all about the future for the Colts right now. And Minshew is not the future at that position, which is why Anthony Richardson needs to be out there, take his lumps, and and whatever happens happens. I have said this, and see if it's a little too overboard. I have said there's only really two reasons to see Gardner Minshew during the season. It's for injury or ineffectiveness, and both 
are two things you don't want to hear yeah. regarding Anthony Richardson. So, I and, and I get it how you want to bring him along slowly, and that's fine. But I still would expect him in week number one to be under center, punch that clock, and start rolling. Yes. Is that week one? Is that at Jacksonville or is it home? Oh. Well, home Jacksonville. It, yeah, I think so, yeah. Home Jacksonville? Oh, I got to check here really quick. Thanks for asking. Because uh, because reality, we know if the game's at Jacksonville, go ahead and put that L down. Uh, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really the only time that you've seen Gardner Minshew any good, basically, is <laughs> yeah. when he's playing the Colts defense right there. That I mean, certainly be, has been the reality, The last time the Colts won in Jacksonville, you weren't yeah. on. You weren't on billboards off of 465. Right. I was several. I was quite a few pounds slimmer. That is here, by the and, way, too. That's okay, the so okay, here. the Colts do have a chance. Yeah. Then. yeah. They, they they do have a chance. Um, I know. I know. We've talked about you talked about you talked about Jonathan Taylor a lot. Yeah. And I joked that you know I'm on the outside looking in now. So, you know, I find it funny because guys like Stephen Holder and Joel Erickson, all those guys got to yeah. work with it. But I I do in all seriousness, I think it's very immature on Jonathan Taylor's agent to take his disappointment to social media, pick up the phone, talk to Chris Ballard, talk to Jim Ursay. Don't be an idiot and try to take it and try to be Mr. Cool Guy like you're flexing on a Colts organization because I think it's going to hurt Jonathan Taylor when it's all said and done because Ursay is not going to back down. He's not going to back down, and we see he has no problem going to Twitter either. Do you think any of this has to do with the fact that maybe – Ballard is changing philosophies on how he felt over six years a team, a good team should be built compared to how he has built it and it hasn't worked out. I mean, think about the money sunk into the left guard, into the linebacker. You know, we're talking about money sunk into the running back. You think he's coming to that realization right now? You know, honestly, I hadn't even thought about it that way. From the, from the standpoint, he gave, you know, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, Brady yeah. Smith, all that money. And once they got that money, I think we can all agree they, they were disappointments last season. They did not live up to expectations of the dollar amount. I just think more of it has to do the value of the running backs. Now, we, we, we saw with Saquon Barkley taking, not getting his extension done, taking a one-year $11 million deal with the, with the Giants. We see guys are not getting paid anymore. It's just what it is. I, I just think from a Colts standpoint, they need Jonathan Taylor to be out they there. They do. Because if not, it's going to be hell. It could be Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, Mike Wells, JMV playing quarterback. The quarterback spot is going to suffer without Jonathan Taylor on the field. I, I just think that both sides need to live in the moment of reality. And that moment of reality is, as you mentioned, the Colts to grow with a young, inexperienced quarterback need Jonathan Taylor out there to produce as expected. And Jonathan Taylor needs one of the few, if maybe the only team in the NFL that needs a guy that's not like Christian McCaffrey or not like Alvin Kamara that comes in on third down and can go down the field to catch you a pass, but is a workhorse type of running back. I know that that's a dinosaur, but it is a necessity here, whereas it's not a necessity anyplace else. So to me, if you're Jonathan Taylor, you take the paycheck this year, you go out there and play. If you get franchise tag next year, you get franchise tag. You take that money and run like Saquon Barkley did this year, and he let everything else work out because right now they need you, and right now you need them. Yeah, 100% because, I mean, th think about this. It's like Jonathan Taylor to the Colts is what Derrick Henry is to the Tennessee Titans. I know Ryan Tannehill has experience, but Derrick Henry out there makes life so much easier on Tannehill, and that's what – Jonathan Taylor will be for the Colts. And it's even more imperative that he's out there for Anthony Richardson than Gardner Minshew. Would you rather have Jonathan Taylor or would you rather have – who do you believe in more to produce for this team? If they were going to play today, 
ready to play today, who would you expect to produce more? Jonathan Taylor or Michael Pittman Jr.? And I'm not trying to put the two contractually against one another. I'm just trying to explain the dynamic of how wide receivers are viewed in the NFL compared to running backs. Who would you believe would be more of a productive factor of those two if you played a game right now? Who's playing quarterback? No, just take that out of the equation. Just who would you believe would be more of a productive factor? Who would you count on being more productive? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, me too. I, I, and this is no knock on uh, Michael Pittman Jr. or the Michael Pittman that's sitting in our audience right now. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. no knock on him, but I just think you would definitely get more out of Jonathan Taylor, especially a, a healthy Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I, I, he was cleaned up last year. He definitely. That, that upward spiral uh, into, you know, being one of the best quarterbacks of the NFL, um, it was helped out by the weapons he had around him. The Colts certainly don't have those weapons, but they do have a much better running back. Miles Sanders ran for 1,200 yards in Philly last year. I know. They just let him go. He is now in Carolina. But we have yet to see exactly the type of effect that is going to have on that offense and Jalen Hurts moving forward because Miles Sanders was huge with those rushing yards for Philly and that success of going to the Super Bowl last year. And a lot of people look at Miles Sanders as disposable. They bring in DeAndre Swift. They're going to go running back by committee. That's great. But you don't know the outcome just yet. That might be detrimental. And to me, for a young, inexperienced quarterback, you hope to grow. You need as many weapons as possible. And what Chris Ballard has done way back when is build this team wrongly. But that's what you're going to have to live with right now. You have somebody that can help you the way that you're built. So, again, another year with Jonathan Taylor. If you have to franchise him next year and he's mad about it, be mad about it. But take the money and run. Both sides. Stop making this thing into a stinking clown show. If you're Jonathan Taylor, shut up your agent. If you're Jim Irsay, kind of read the room and understand that if you send out a tweet like that, if you mean Najee Harris, everybody in the Colts world will view that as taking a shot at Jonathan Taylor. Understand that and either design a tweet that sounds better where you can understand it more or maybe just don't tweet it at all and let Chris Ballard and company handle the situation. Just a thought. You mentioned Chris Ballard. I wonder how P.O.'d he is right now. Between the owner coming out like that and then the agent who also represents Shaq Leonard making comments like that. I mean, if I'm Ballard, I'm like, God, can I just run the show and, and, and some, do some things? Yeah. I um, Well, and then things he have done haven't worked. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of got both sides. I agree with you on that. You know, can, can you let you know, Jim step out and let Chris run things? But, I mean, Chris – Chris is lucky Chris got the vote of confidence here because most guys after six years with that type of resume is not going to be and, around. And, and you, want, you want to hope that uh, Chris Ballard, you're, you're hoping that Anthony Richardson is starting because you've said it. Yeah. Anthony Richardson as a starting quarterback gets, you, gets Chris Ballard at least two seasons, two more seasons, meaning this one and the next one, to have, have some improvement. Well, I mean, both sides need to understand, and I, I know what you're saying because you don't have to write about them anymore. You can talk about them on ESPN Radio, but you don't have to write about them anymore. I just I don't want to see any more of, you know, well, this is the reason why the Colts are in the headlines. We got so used to around here the Colts making headlines because of good, solid, high-level play uh, in the past, and it hasn't been that way forever. I mean, it's always been a story going back to luck and his injuries and luck leaving town, luck going to Europe and luck going to be ready. Is he not going to be ready? Is he on a snowboard? Oh, now luck. 
wants to quit. All right, well, who's the quarterback of the future? Well, here's this guy. We believe in Phillip Rivers. And really, when you look at it, that was the shining moment. Because after that, you had Wentz, you had Matt Ryan, and last year you have an absolute clown show. And that's what I don't want to see. That Listen, outside of that playoff victory at Houston in, what, January of 2019, yeah. the only shining moment in the past four and a half years was the one season with Phillip Rivers. Yeah. That is the only positive this franchise has had. That is it. I mean, can you name anything else that has been great for this franchise yeah. since January 2019? Yeah. Yeah, and, and people say, well, wait a minute, you're, you're just, you guys, you're just all so used to this right now. And, and, uh, listen, we were told to be used to it because every year there comes out being, well, this is what we're going to do. You know, we've heard the whole multiple Lombardies. We've heard all oh, chips my in God. and all this stuff. And not only have they not lived up to it, but they haven't come close to living up to it. And now I think everybody around here is understandable in going ahead and building, and hopefully this quarterback is going to be the long-term success that you're looking for. So it's all hands on deck to help this dude out. And now, you know, you've got, you got this back and forth. And listen, if I'm Jonathan Taylor, I'd shut my rep up too. I mean, mm-hmm. the rep is probably already said like, too much, especially when you double down on it today. I understand you're mad, but – you don't want to do that. If I'm Jonathan Taylor, I don't want him especially, you know, tweeting Ian Rappaport and, you know, saying I doubt it in terms of these guys ever being on the same page. So I got a question. I wouldn't hey, do it that hey, way. You smell, you smell that in the air, man? Smell a little smoke. Man, smoke I, I, meats. I, I think that's my brisket in the air right now. All right. Speaking of the Mike Wells brisket, by the way, the smoke off the third annual going on here at Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Join us to be a judge. Here's Team Mike Wells with Justin. Juicy cherry cola brisket. Brisket marinated in dang Italian cherry soda for 12 hours. Brisket rubbed with bada bing cherries. Then coated with fire and smoke society cherry cola rub. Smoked at 215 degrees, 15 to 16 hours, or to 200 to 205 degrees internally. After the first two hours, spritz with a mixture, Mike, of cherry soda, apple cider vinegar, and Worcestershire sauce every two hours. Wrap in foil, internal temp, a buck 65. At 200 degrees, internal temp removed, wrapped in bath towel, and rest for one to two hours, slice and eat. Mm-mm-mm. That is yours, mine. Again, was hickory chunks. See, I'm a hickory guy right here, so I'm going with hickory. Do you like the cherry cola? Yes, I like the cherry like cola. You like hickory because you're a Southside guy. Yep. Man. That's what hey, Pat, is. come over here for a second, would you? Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden is going to join me here. Uh, again, the uh, third annual smoke-off is what we're doing on a Thursday, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st and Keystone. So what we got here? We got uh, Team JMV. Team Wells. Yes. Some not-so-subtle differences in the preps of our meat. Two completely different uh, way they were prepped. I will say, uh, and, and the way yeah. this is going to go down in the 5 o'clock hour, yes. we, we want the listeners to come in to our Keystone store. Yes. Try, and you won't know which one is which. You'll try both, and then w- you will have one token, and you will put that token in either one side or the right. other of the brisket you think deserves to win the smoke-off champion, $4,000 going to either Teacher's, teachers treasures, treasures 
or the broad uh, the Brownsburg Smarts Real Good Society. <laughs> yeah, it's the foundation of uh, the, the Brown Education Foundation. Yes, the Brownsburg yes. Education, Education Foundation. Foundation. That's got a little Listen, ring to it. He, he's out here. He's fumbling over the words because he does not want to make it seem like I'm going to win. But he's trying to make you feel it, it good. It seems like there's a little bit of an edge going right no, here. I've no, heard that maybe. No, no, what, no. What, what are the first reports out there? Well, the from first our meat re- testers, the first reports. Uh, in from the field, from the front lines, John, is that uh, there was some issues, uh, possibly a, a flame out on your brisket. Yeah. And uh, uh, right now, when I went out to the line, uh, your brisket at 193, looking for 195, they were not actually misting uh, the brisket. They were actually misting Joe. Uh, Joe has, uh, is sweating. Like, there's no tomorrow. A uh, little concern that uh, the brisket will be able to rest long enough. Yeah. So they have, a, I, think, I think he's going to uh, strip down to his underwear and stand in the walk-in uh, holding, cuddling, nice. cuddling your brisket. Can you do that without getting tagged with some kind of yeah. There's a, yeah. Some kind of punishment? Well, it is what it is. Right yeah. now, it's <laughs> yeah. desperate times. It is. Now, I will tell you that uh, I checked in with Justin, who is the, uh, the brisket uh, commander for Mike, and uh, he is actually uh, so confident that he's actually giving Mike your brisket the cold shoulder. He goes, he goes I'm letting it rest. Mm-hmm. I'm not even looking at it. Not looking. Wow. But so, listen, no matter what happens, Jay, you have at least one person who is going to vote for you. My girl. She, you might have to give her a ride home after this, but I will. She, you got at least girl. one person in here who will vote for you. The just lovely because, Layla. Because she does not want Dad to win. Lovely Layla Wells. By the way, uh, this report, Olivia Ray used to work at Wish TV Channel 8 here in town, covering the Bengals over at Bengals camp. Joe Burrow was carted off oh. during Bengals practice today, apparently down on the field after a misstep. Um, during that team practice, and there are not so good thoughts about oh. what ultimately happened to him out there. That is not good for the game. Yeah, no. yeah. on a misstep. So non-contact, mm. people are throwing around or ruptured Achilles, uh, things like that right there. Let's hope uh, that's not true. Problematic. So, yeah, yeah, with the Bengals and you Joe You don't want to hear that. That just, just happened there. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Pat rejoins. So does Mike Wells. And we're looking for you here. We're going to start judging at 5. Yep. So we would love to have you here to judge. My man Denny Smith is in the house. i got to talk to Denny as well. So we'll do that coming up. Mike Chappell's going to join us at the 5 o'clock hour. A little bit more because the Colts are back at practice tomorrow. Just a walk through today. But more on what has taken place off the field in the past 24 hours with Mike coming up here in the 5 o'clock hour, and we'll follow the Joe Burrow story out of Cincinnati right now, which could be incredibly, and I mean awful news. Ooh, calf Especially, strain. yep, calf strain is what they're saying right now, right? Mm. So Taylor saying calf strain. That's better than That's rupture better than of rupture anything, anything right yeah. there. Yeah, the non-contact misstep. And, again, this is how the Colts are trying to handle it. They went through a walkthrough today because – 
think Shane Steichen has mentioned in the past, a lot of these injuries you see come early with guys just getting back so you don't go too hard in those first days once you get back. But, again, we'll follow that Burrow story coming out of Cincinnati as well. Otherwise, 239-1070. The email is jmv at 1075thefan.com. Shows on the road not too far from here tomorrow. Our tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery is, Pat, you know this place well. Uh, yeah, the Rook. The Rook. Where's yeah, that it? literally right over here? That is, li- I mean, literally – 50 foot from the parking lot. So I can lot. just go ahead and park in your parking lot again and walk over you there. You can, and you know what? If you check in uh, have, and send my employees back, that would be great because that is where they hang That's out. That's where they hang out at they the hang Rook? out at the Rook. I got a great idea. Why don't you just stay tonight here on one of these, incre- one of these I could. incredible pieces of furniture here at Sullivan Hardware on Keystone. Stay you have a night watchman? That stay, stay tonight here. Roams the perimeter. Well, it's kind of interesting. He, he's talking about a night watchman, and it's true. Yeah. All of a sudden, we have this homeless guy that starts sleeping in the uh, straw shed. <laughs> oh, he's sleeping in the straw out there? Yeah, in the straw shed. And so I said, well, get a sign that says security shack and get him a badge or something. Yeah, yeah. put him to yeah. work. Put the dude because, to work. Yeah, because then yeah. It's like it looks like we got security because we have some issues here. Oh, man. But ho- uh, luckily, the uh, homeless guy has moved on, so I'm hopefully that he has moved in. How many nights did he spend in the straw uh, shack? We know at least three. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then we got a new order of straw, and there was literally, and I told the guys, I said, maybe we should leave a few bales on the outside yeah. so that there's room for them. Huh. Man. Is that recently? Yeah, that was last week. All right, the straw shack out yeah. there. All so right. security shack. <laughs> Pat returns, so does Mike. Third annual smoke-off. Get here. You can be a judge. And we'll also drink a little bit, too, while we're here as well. 5 o'clock hour, again, 71st in Keystone. Third annual smoke-off. Sullivan Hardware and Garden will follow the Burrow story. More on the Colts. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. This is 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Hey, my buddy, Swanson, full steam ahead, over there. I want to go over there. I'll move over, Swanson, I'm driving. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Hey, welcome back, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. 71st in Keystone. Third annual smoke-off, 5 o'clock, the judging begins. So if you would like to sample my meat... We would love to see you here. Mike Wells' meat's also out and ready to be sampled, too, a little bit later on. So we mentioned Joe Burrow and the uh, what Zach Taylor calls a calf strain right now. Mm-hmm. We, we've got a little bit of history around here with a calf strain. Dang. How long did that calf strain linger? Dang. It lingered hey, right into retirement. Man, it might be lingering still uh, <laughs> almost four years later. Who remembers where you were with that calf strain? Oh, the I know, calf strain. I know exactly where I was. I know we all became calf strain doctors around here. Yeah. We all knew what the hell we were. We all became orthopedic surgeons immediately. Jay, why are you trying to cause people to cringe and bring up that memory? I'm sorry about of- that, Cincinnati. Calf strain. <laughs> never, there's never anything with a calf strain around here oh Oh, good everything is okay remain calm all is well yep with that don't you think all right mike wells esp to radio pat sullivan sullivan hardware and garden mike chapel top of the hour to talk about the latest with the colts and see if we can't uh get any more from the representation of Jonathan Taylor in the past couple of days, which has been absolutely outstanding. But this is about our charity event, third annual smoke-off. Yes. And incredible meats incredible. that we're about to talk. Hey, we're going to try that here just a We're going to try you that. Top yep. of the hour. So I will tell you, uh, uh, Team JMV, yeah. uh, if you can pull this out, it's going to be 
I think if I pull this, this is uh, that's a dynasty. If I win it this year, yes, yeah. yeah. it would be a dynasty. Because I, I am Owen, I am Owen two in this challenge. Yeah. And I will say, uh, you just had some bad luck today. There was a flame out. There was an issue. Uh-huh. Uh, but your your meat is now off. Your meat is resting. resting. Your meat is resting. The question is. Do we have enough time to rest your meat? Because Mike's meat has been rested. Yes. Very rested. He's well already, rested. You're resting. He's rested. So it's like the difference between our new gigs now. He does ESPN radio and IU stuff. He's very well rested. Yeah. I do this gig, and there's barely any rest whatsoever. You just yeah. kind of kind of get it when you yeah, get it, right? Your meat is resting. My meat oh, Mike is resting. What was the issue with the flame out? What happened there? Did we overcook it a little bit? No, it was just it, it just uh, we just had a uh, catastrophic failure of fuel. I thought, were we not? Did you ask Tony Katz to come out here, the Myron mixing of bearded I, guys? I did, and it made the invitation because then we we're going to throw in another $1,000. So yeah. first place gets 4000 for your charity. Second place, 2000 Nice. Third place was going to get 1000 Yeah. But Tony uh, claims that he had a podcast to do. A podcast to do. Podcast. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I was on his podcast. I was on something a little bit earlier, so whatever he does, yeah. some kind of video. I think I was on it. Oh, okay. Well, he, I was on he, it. Then we can verify that it, it exists. So $4,000 to the winner. Yep. And $2,000? $2,000 to second place. That's awesome. Man. Or last place. Last place. Call it. The, uh, the, the uh, Brownsburg just, Educational Foundation and Teachers Treasures. Yep. I just hope that both great causes. Yes. The way your meat stalled out. Mm-hmm. I had that happen to me before, and <laughs> my meat stalled out. It went. It went on the soft side. Yeah. And then it got hard like jerky. So I hope. Yeah, that right? Went, yes. So I hope, for your sake, John. I know it. Now I. Well, can I call you. it burn ends? If it gets hard, <laughs> that would in, enter into a different Burn category. And, and middle. I can tell you uh, that Justin is uh, is your teammate, Mike, and Justin actually uh, cooks about ten briskets a week for Sully's Grill. Ooh, and, and I've had that brisket sandwich here. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, that brisket. It, it, it made me want to fall asleep. Justin Weddle with Mike Wells. Yep. Maybe a meat front runner Joe. right there. I've Joe. got Joe. The great Joe Sullivan Joe is what Sullivan I have. Is a, uh, he is a griller in his own right. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm not going to count him out. He's yeah. my kid. I can't count him out. He's always a hot so, mess. So he learned, he, learned, he learned from uh, yeah. Dad on how to no, get he, his meat right? He knows way more. <laughs> he knows way more. Are we in triple digits temperature-wise yet, by the way? Because uh, yeah. I, I know the last time we were here, we were outside. Yeah. And it was still God. about 90 then. Yeah. It was yeah. hot then, yeah. but it was nothing like this today. Yeah, so we brought it inside. As a matter of fact, if you're coming out, uh, you don't worry, man. You're, you'll be inside. Yeah. You'll but, be inside. Even that's, you know, I brought my daughter Layla with me, and she's like, oh, my God, it's going to be hot. Because she, she came to the very first one a couple years ago, and she's already told me several times how much cooler it is inside here in Sullivan. So yeah. you have, once again, John, yes. you're doing a show in here, so that's another. She's probably going to try to take a couple tokens to put in your basket she to vote better. for your brisket. That's my girl right there. Yeah. So Yo. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. That's Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, the third annual smoke-off. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. Darrell is either talking incredibly smoked meats or injured quarterbacks or soap operas within an organization on social media. Darrell, what do you got? 
Hey, I'm on uh, Jonathan Taylor's side on this. You know, you can spend $20 million on a field goal kicker. You've got the most uh, uh, expensive offensive line in the NFL. But the guy you really need, you're not going to step up the plate and give him a few extra bucks. You know what? Go sell a guitar or a drum set and pay the guy what he wants. I, I, you know what, Daryl? I don't necessarily believe it's what he wants, but they both need each other, and, and it seems like that both sides are battling about something that everybody knows and should be a foregone conclusion. I do agree with you on that. And, and, and most of this, Daryl, hey, th- yeah, and, and this is all about this, too. This is the way that Chris Ballard has built this. This is why you're in this situation, and you just gave him the voice of approval in bringing him back this past offseason. So I, I don't know what the problem is in the present. Now, if you want to get further down the road, two and three years down the road, okay. But each side should realize, one, how much he is necessary right now and next year here. And then Jonathan Taylor's side should realize, oh, man, in a world where we're not getting a lot of money, I better take the money that I get and run with it right now and get the most that I can get right now. Both sides, yeah, I don't know why they don't realize that. Yeah, but Jonathan Taylor knows they need him because if they're going to start Richardson, they're going to need all the help they can get in the backfield. Well, listen, Jalen Hurts needed a lot of help last year. I mean, this stuff just doesn't, like, grow organically like one of Pat Sullivan's plants out here in the green. I mean, you've got, you've got to work it in with help. And Philly realized that last year. We'll see if that works without Miles Sanders and it works with DeAndre Swift this year. But this is definitely – this is not working to get to a Super Bowl, Daryl, here. This is working to uh, give some credibility to an organization, to a team, to an offense, and then build, evolve a very young, inexperienced quarterback – to me, this is all nonsense. It all makes no sense to me. If they don't have Jonathan Taylor, it's going to be a long season. Yeah, it's going to be a long season anyway. They're going to have Jonathan Taylor at some point. I mean, I'd be shocked. Well, there's no way, because you're not going to be like Le'Veon Bell and not take this money. You're going to take the money that he's owed in the final year of his contract, but they need him, and I think they're going to need him, Daryl, next year too. So I don't think all of a sudden you're going to have all these weapons fly out of the place. I'm just leaving the airport. I might stop by and try some of your questions. You get on over here. You can be a judge, Daryl. Get here, 71st and Keystone, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Safe travels. We'll see Daryl coming up you know, a little the, bit uh, later on. The quote there was, mm-hmm. go sell a guitar or something. That was, go sell a <laughs> <laughs> Well, and here's why, again, this is my theory, Mike, and you've heard this theory before. I don't necessarily – I don't know if I completely believe that, that Jim, with that tweet last night, was directly trying to take a shot at Jonathan Taylor because I think it was more about what Najee Harris had said and what he read or saw. that him. But still, it doesn't matter because that's how it got interpreted. It got interpreted by every Colts fan out there, everybody that covers the Colts, that that was a shot at Jonathan Taylor. And now you've got to live with that, and that's a horrible look. And then Jonathan Taylor's rep coming back, 
and doing what he did not once but twice is also a bad look. Uh, you know where these guys are. You know how much you need one another this time and for me going into next year. If you want to franchise tag him, franchise tag him next year. So be it. Take that money and go. Saquon Barkley did it, right, in a much better situation for him right now. So why shouldn't Jonathan Taylor you know, stop trying to change the world and the dynamic of running back right now because you're not going to do it. Listen, um, go ahead and push Pat McAfee to the side and become the latest franchise tag. I think Jonathan Taylor, really, he knows they need him. They, he knows that it will be – it's going to be a tough season as it is. He, he knows it will be disaster if he's not out there with whoever is playing quarterback, whether it's Richardson or Minshew. It's going to be tough for them to get by without it. So, you know, I, I'm sure he's telling – he has no argument with his agent doing this stuff. At some point, you got to tell the agent, shut up, let's try to work something out, and let's keep going. I need to be out on the football field. I, I think the argument to me that makes the least sense is this. Well, look at all these Super Bowl teams and what they've done with a running back. The Colts, we got more of a Super Bowl team in here now than what they have. <laughs> this is not about the Colts being a Super Bowl team. This is about making sure your offense gets back on track and you help your quarterback turn into something that everybody hopes. Everybody hopes Anthony Richardson turns into. And then you expedite it sooner rather than later. And as I mentioned in the past, that's all hands on deck. And if we were all going to debate right now, who would you count on, regardless of the circumstances that they're playing today, to give you production more so than anybody else offensively? That would be Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is necessary. There's no way he's going to step away from this money this year, but I think he's also going to be necessary next year. We're not talking about a Super Bowl team that can go with a six-round pick that has Patrick Mahomes pulling the trigger. You're talking about a team that's fighting to survive at the same time to show some interest in the fan base and to give the most experience to a very young and experienced quarterback as possible. That's where we are. You said it best, brother. I can't. I can't. You want to add to that, Pat? You want to add to that? No, you know. Bring in some kind of meat comment right there. Yeah. Swing in there with your meat. You got to take care of your meat. That's what I always say. My father always told me. The meat of the issue here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of Sullivan Hardware and Garden, where we're located right now, 71st and Keystone, 5 o'clock is when we're going to start judging. So bring your ass on over here. We would love to see you. What's going on within Sullivan Hardware and Garden this week? Besides the heat. You know, it's kind of interesting. I did not realize uh, today is Thursday. It is. There is a uh, a sold-out street taco class. Uh, cooking class starting what? at Sold 6.30. Out. Really now? Well, they, they need to come over early, have some brisket, yep. and then say, you know what? Maybe brisket with the tacos yeah. would go well together. Not a bad idea. Not Man. a bad idea. So there's a uh, cooking class every uh, every Thursday, generally. Yeah. And then out in the garden center, we're having a <laughs> – this is kind of crazy. We're having a hotter than hell sale. So if it's – Just right out of the KISS – Playbook right yeah. there, hotter get, than hell. If it's above 90, you get 25% off any plant out there. If it's above 85, you get uh, 20% off any plant. And then I start thinking after we promote it, it's like we're kind of encouraging people to come out in unsafe conditions uh, to get a discount yep. on a plant when if they're not properly hydrated, they might go face first into the hydrangeas. Right. So, so what have you done? Nothing really. I just uh, was thinking about it. I guess really what I'm hoping is that they make it back in with their purchase. You yeah. Know, before. Yeah. 
before they Makes go sense. down. Hey, is uh, Mark Sion here too from Big Green Mark Egg? Mark is here. Yeah, we got to we gotta talk to Mark him. coming up in just a little bit too. Yep. A little Big Green Egg action with uh, Team JMV there and Joe, which is good. Absolutely. Denny Smith is hanging out here. We'll talk to Denny as well. Denny Smith of the Home and Garden Show. That's Saturday mornings, 9 until 1 I will on 93 WIBC. I'm going to check on your, uh, check on I'm, your meat. I'm going, now, to say, I'm going to see if I can get a sample how much, of my How meat. much of this can I take home? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just get it. Let's get it to the finish line. Okay. It's resting. Okay. Resting. I just want to make well, sure. I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to go you sample mine because mine, mine's already been mine, rested. My mashed potatoes. You mashed potatoes, too, come with it? Uh, and a gravy lake? No, this is just I a want meat a gravy only lake. thing. And hash brown casserole? Come on now. I don't think there's any sides going oh, on this thing. Oh, man. We put, Wait, you know what? Why, why is this, too? And can everybody help me out? Why do we not get more hash brown casserole with our barbecue? I know it's mac and cheese or it's that crappy coleslaw that you push. All right. But, wow. But no, no, no. Why not hash brown casserole? You need to go to Cracker Cheesy Barrel for that. hash brown casserole. Hash brown. Everybody loves that. I've never even heard of it. Really? No. Everybody loves it. Cheesy hash brown casserole I have a with ref- barbecue? Br- br- no, not with barbecue, bro. I, I, I what do lo- you think over there, girl? Come on now. Don't no. Say, no. <laughs> Listen, I love you like an albino brother, man, but I'm not with you on that one, man. I don't know. You take coleslaw over cheesy hash brown casserole? Yes. Come on now. Look at that. He's a coleslaw He's a believer. Guy. That's not me. Man. Quick break. We'll come back. The guy's going to be with us. We'll talk to Denny as well. But we look for judges here at 5 o'clock. More judges here at 5 o'clock. The third annual smoke off. The winner gets four grand of the charity. It is the Brownsburg Educational Foundation for Mike Wells. It is Teacher's Treasures for me, JMV. Cast your vote on what meat you like the best. Third annual smoke off. Sullivan Hardware and Garden on this red hot Thursday with more Colts news coming up. The latest on Joe Burrow and that calf strain over in Cincinnati. That and more coming up. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back to the third annual Smoke Off at Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st and Keystone. I think you just turned mine down right there, Cam. Thank you very much. Man. We're getting our judges ready to go. We'll talk to Mike Wells in just a second, my competition, because he has tried both meets. We'll get his potential game-changing opinion in a second. By the way, I mentioned Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was carted off earlier today. Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, um, after that practice in Cincy, described that as a calf strain. Of course, we have uh, zero recollection of any calf strains around here, Mm -hmm. right? So we shall see. And Jalen Ramsey of the Dolphins just carted off with an apparent knee injury as well. This can happen at any time, any place. But just know that Shane Steichen, the reason why they went through a walkthrough today, he's trying as best he can to slowly but surely put this thing together, especially using caution in the early stages of training camp of these workouts. And we'll talk to Mike Chappell you know, about the latest with the Colts and especially Jim Mercy's tweet last night. And then you had the response from the representation not once but twice of 
Jonathan Taylor, which he should just be quiet. We'll go over that with Mike coming up here at the top of the hour. But Mike Wells rejoins us now. Pat Sullivan is here, and look who is also here. The great Denny Mr. Smith, Smith. In the house. Good morning. Denny, how you doing? I'm doing Did you say well. good morning? I don't, I don't yeah. feel like you're – can I hear you? Can you hear him? I can't hear him at all. Yeah. Well, Check out Denny right there. Yeah. Denny's on a different mic. Check, check, check. check. Is that Denny go. right there? There we go. There's Denny a little bit better. Yeah, Pat says uh, – you, you said just good morning, to, by the way, I know. too. That's well, I've sweet. been up since four. But I, can't be re- <laughs> I can't do radio without Sullivan. I mean – You can't, can't Oh, no. It's He's like always looking here. in the mirror. Yeah, somebody's got to be yelling at me all the time, and you, you're always nice to me. I'm very nice. I haven't really met Mike. I am really no, nice to him. He doesn't know. We have never met, but you should be saying good night if you've been up since four in the morning. Not good morning. You should yeah. be saying good night. <laughs> you I always been up at four in the morning? Yes, sir. But, you know, the, it doesn't – feed the, He goes to bed at seven. No, it doesn't make any difference. Go to bedtime right now? Uh, no, I go to bed at 9 o'clock. Here's the thing that pisses Pat off, is that when I get up in the morning, I'm ready to text and return text. Yeah. Well, he's still sleeping. And he, what time do you get your text? Like 5 in the morning? You will text at 4.30 a.m. He'll send a text about the show on Saturday. It's like... It's like, dude, I, you don't text do you do until 4 6. You get, what do you do at 4 a.m. when you uh, get somebody up? Somebody got to feed the chickens. I live you on a feed farm, the chickens. man. You don't How much livestock do you have out there? I don't he have any livestock. He doesn't have anything. He has, he has a big a lawn in Carmel. That's, That's what no, he has. No. <laughs> With Westfield. a drainage ditch. Westfield. Westfield. There's always something to do. There's always something to do. You get up and have coffee immediately, Oh, too? yeah. Uh, Janie makes breakfast, and off we go. Do you, you drive the fence line? Every day? Uh, once a week because something's always happening. Yeah. You, like, you, do you still eat all your meals, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the dinner table, too? That's kind of funny. We don't really have a dinner table. We've got a bar. But, yeah, um, we all sit there. I, sometimes I'll just sit on the couch and eat. I don't think. Do you and the fam eat dinner at the dinner table? Man, I've been, I don't I, think we've ever had no. dinner at the There's dinner table. There's only two of us, Johnny. Well, I know, but still, I mean, you've kind of grown up like that, right? <laughs> I didn't grow up like that. Yeah. But we, you did. I mean, you as growing right, up, so, you ate dinner at the dinner table. Yeah, Sully, did you did you have all five kids around the table once a day? Um. I can't say that we did. Kind I mean, a lot we did. But now, I mean, if, if all the kids come over, then we'll eat yeah. at the table. We have a, you know, a huge table. But if it's Beth and I, now nah, we're either at the bar or sitting on the Michael, sofa or Michael, I something. see your beautiful daughter over here. Do you guys all sit down around the table once a day? Listen, I can't get my kids to talk to me longer than five minutes in a day. Is Layla on the phone all the time? She's always on the phone, facing Layla. the phone. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't, uh, listen, if she's not in the gym or school, she's on her phone. Yeah. Seriously, nonstop. And she gives me the stink eye right now. Well, I don't blame her. Now, do you ever say, honey, how can I be a better dad? You ever do that stuff? Yeah, then she goes. Puts her hand out. Puts her hand out for money. Where's Layla? She's actually going over there now to get some of our brisket. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, she always has. She always has hey, a hand speaking out. Of, speaking of brisket, there's there's some inside action here about Justin had the you know he was miles ahead. Justin, you're talking about the partner, the partner of Mike of Wells. Yeah, but I'm telling you what, it looks like you've got a, a dark horse coming up here with Joe I and, did and see, John. I did see your meat, John. Is it? And it, it's it's just like what everybody said. The hickory wood does it, it good. It is looking good. It's wrapped up in a dish towel and yeah. aluminum foil. I know. Or as they say we in southern Indiana, well, aluminum. I, I saw it unwrapped. Yeah? We give I it a nice saw bed. it. 
Got to get a nice bed. Man. I saw your brisket. Yeah. And it, I thought your it looked good. Your meat may be too sweet, Mike. You know hey, what? Hey, hey, your, hey, your, meat is not as, your meat is not as sweet as my we meat, We can't John, okay? do this on Saturday radio. How y'all get away with it? <laughs> oh, here, here's the thing. Here? So our listeners are the judges. You just yeah. come out here starting at 5 o'clock. Yeah. There's, no, there's no professional judges. Yep. It is the listeners that are going to yep. pick the winner. Let you three one sevens in the house over there, Mike. You see yeah, you hey, officially great to meet him. We got, we got some love. We have a lovely lady in the back. Oh my! Uh, yes. And with with a couple guys on, but the lovely lady in the back. That's what that's what we have. Ross and Alyssa are over there too from Plainfield. Yes. Oh, oh West friends. Side Plainfield, yes. Brownsburg over here. So it's great. We, we're family. Michael, that lady oh, just boy. bought a vase at the Yellow House, and it is drop dead. Hold up that vase so this old man can see it. Did you get a vase? I thought oh, you were. Look at oh, this. Wow. Look at that vase. Yeah. Now is that beautiful? Wait a minute. Ooh. I thought you were from Carmel. Don't you say, boss? I've never no, had any. Vase admiration before. Oh, yeah. the woman's so. got, got good the taste. I don't she know got, about she got her the husband, brisket because but she's got good if, if we are late to her appointment, I am not going to hear. No, any I understand, but I'm just surprised what? that they, she pulled that off because I thought they'd say no. Listen, I, huh? Is it a hoops appointment? Huh? We we have basketball. Yes, yeah. it's, it's six. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And as I look at the uh, drive, I'm like, she will be hot. I will be sleeping on the couch, and she will make me stay at Kings Island tomorrow from ten. A.M. to 10 p.m. Michael, here's, here's what I do. I say, I'm sorry. It's all my fault. I will do better next time. That's the only thing I got, man. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. I, as a grandfather, wipe about, it clean. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I'll try harder next time. Hey, something tells me. I told her go grab some brisket, and after tasting both of them back there in the back of the kitchen, yeah. something tells me she's got my brisket. Uh oh. Yeah. We and, shall and, find and, you know, that. Wow. And, and she loves oh, you like a second dad, too, Jay. But. I think she might have grabbed my brisket. We shall see. Well, hey, won't know till we count the chips. Yes. I know you're going to bail here too, right? Yes, yep. yes. Mike's going to bail. Hey, before you, before you go, bail let me brag on Sullivan. Okay. All this money is being given out. It's been I given know. out by Pat. I know. That four thousand dollars and three thousand dollars and two thousand is that? Did I get first, second? Four and two, six thousand. Yep. yep. That's your wallet, man. That you're pretty good. You guy. are. You're a great guy. You really are. I just for teachers' from treasures the bank. and the no. Brownsburg Educational Foundation. Hey, yep. In all in all seriousness, this is the third time we've done this. And Pat has been unbelievable. I I live on the west side, but anytime I need to come get big green egg charcoal, mm-hmm. I pass over every venue on the west side. And I <laughs> and, and also Pat, I love have, it. Pat, don't you often see me? I come in and I'm grabbing that. I go over, grab some of the rub and stuff. And there's places on the west side, but I don't mind doing it because Pat is always so welcoming and he gives back to the community. Mm, thank so you it, very it, much. It is worth it. Right and there. I I love supporting local businesses, so I have no problem. I just need you to get that that Traeger Blackstone back in. That'll yeah. be my next big that, purchase okay. that I will get. So I have big green egg and Traeger in my house. Michael, we'll take here's care the of thing. You. Pat looks like an unmade bed, but he's got a heart as big as Kansas. <laughs> yes. I mean, he really is a good guy. He, really he is. is a good we'll guy. find out. The judging begins at the 5 o'clock hour. Denny and Pat rejoin. Mike is out of here. The lovely Layla. It's great to see her. Hey, too. don't we'll worry. I, I will be listening on this drive, and I will be tweeting about it still. And you can assure there is going to be no monkey business on this <laughs> boat. Buddy. I will be lording <laughs> over this boat. This is going to this is not. This you is, are lying. This is. You are lying. No, this is a solid. There's no. There's no uh, <laughs> early balloting. It is just. This is election day right here. I Third annual it. smoke off. Thanks a lot, Mike. You guys, you guys will be fellas. back yeah. with me. Mike Chapel coming up at the top of the hour. Sullivan Hardware and Garden, 71st in Keystone. Get here to judge our meets with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The ride with JMV. Hey, Jenny! Don't! 
David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. Oh. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Third annual Smoke Off. Mike Wells, JMV here for charity. The winner gets four grand. Brownsburg Educational Foundation for Mike. That's his charity. Mine is Teacher's Treasures. Second place or first loser, two grand. Thank you, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Denny Smith is here as well. Kylan and Cam, the on-site engineers and talent along with me. And a lot so far. Mike Vandermeer of... uh, the Houston Texans radio network. Mark joined us a little bit earlier to talk about the start of camp down there with C.J. Stroud and the newness of that Texans team. And we have judging going on right now for our meets. And again, you can join us, 71st and Keystone. Judge, we would love to see you here. We would love for you to judge. And again, four grand going to the winner and the uh, charity of that winner's choice, two grand to the runner-up. We'll get back to both Pat and Denny coming up in a minute, but on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from CBS 4 and Fox 59, he is Mike Chapel. Mike, I said this earlier, I mean, this is such a ridiculous soap opera once again when it doesn't have to be. And, and here's my thought on this. My thought is you had, I think, people, rational thinkers that understood the importance of Jonathan Taylor to this team now and what likely would be the short term considering trying to get a rookie quarterback that's inexperienced into the running here and, and often running positively with this team. And now, especially with the back-to-back tweets and words from the rep of Jonathan Taylor, you got people jumping off that bandwagon and saying, hey, you know what, just get anybody. Who the hell cares right now? Get rid of him. That's not how this is supposed to work out. Well, and that's why. I mean, it, it's great for the media, you know, the, the the skirmishes and the back and forth and all this. But it's it's a, I don't say never. It's seldom productive in negotiations. That's why, you know, Chris Ballard. Remember, he always said his standard thing is, you know, I don't discuss contracts, and it frustrates us. But but he's right. I mean, it, it's never productive. To get these these cat fights going on, and the, the one thing I'll say up front, I, I generally am a players guy. Get what you can because the minute the team is done with you, they're done with you, and it's hard to know. And I'm generally in favor of JT getting an extension as long as as long as it's reasonable, whatever reasonable is. But we have I've never seen a reporter, and, and we don't know where the two sides are. If the Colts have offered something, where is it? Is it the, you know, the Nick Chubb range, the three-year, $36 million in, Or, you know, is JT asking for Christian McCaffrey numbers, you know, the 16-5 a year? We don't know. So it's really hard to know where to come down. But when these things are, are, are out there in the public, without having in, information, without having the hard facts, then you're just kind of flailing at, at windmills, and but uh, you know we'll see where it goes. It, the, the, the issue to me now is is who blinks first, and I don't think Jim Irsay is going to blink <laughs> unless the lights are glaring at one of his collection concerts. Uh, I, I, I just think that for an agent, and I, I've, I've never worked with this agent before, and agents are more and more difficult to, to get a hold of. For an agent to get into a 
you know, a, a, a back and forth with an owner who who has can be, you know, controversial and, and, and outside the box. It serves no purpose to the agent or the player. It, it just doesn't. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, it, I, the, the next step is for JT to either talk, which I, I, I don't know if he will as long as he's on pup. You know, we're going to apparently going to talk to Jim Irsay on Saturday night at, at training camp, and we'll see how he, you know, elaborates on what was said. But you know, the next step is for JT to, to practice, and and how many people believe that his his lingering ankle injury is realistic, or is or is because he wants an extension? I don't know. I mean. That's what the optics are, but something's got to happen, and the next thing to happen really is JT practicing, and who knows when that's going to yeah. be. Well, I mean, if it were, if it were the uh, Jonathan Taylor that we all thought we knew, doesn't he return like tomorrow or sooner well, yeah, rather he, than later? He, he would have been out there right away. It, it's really yeah. amazing. And again, I mean, I, well, and I'm he, talking about in terms, Mike, of where this thing is gone. I can't imagine this has gone, according to Jonathan Taylor, the way that he has wanted it. I mean, now no, no, don't no. you have to say, all right, enough of this silliness. I'm still under contract. I'm going to go out there and be with my guys, and I'm going to practice, and then we'll move on from there. Don't you have to well, do see, that and, now? And that, that's where this started back whenever we talked to him. I don't know whether it was after the season or shortly thereafter, and he said, hey, you know, I'd like an extension, but I signed a four-year contract. I, you know, I'd like to be here, yeah. you know, long-term, but I signed the deal. And then he changed agents, and then all of a sudden it's he's being more uh, forceful, which, again, if I'm a player, especially a running back nowadays, I'm going to get what I can because it, there is a short shelf life and teams are devaluing the position. But he's really done a 180 on, on how aggressive – he, he, he's addressed this situation, which, again, hasn't been how he had been as far as with the media and, and, and stating his case and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I would really – it seems to me from a media standpoint that the sooner he talks, the better. And then, and then he's making the statements, not his representative or whatever. I don't know if we're going to get that, but I guess I would urge him to talk just – to say, okay, now we're, no one's putting words in your mouth. This is this is you. This isn't Najee Harris or Austin Eckler or whomever. This is you. This is your this is your situation. This is your career. What do you say about it? And, and I don't know when that's going to be. So, Mike Chapel, CBS Four Fox Fifty Nine on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. All right, back to the the original tweet, social media post, if you will. Jim Irsay sent out yesterday. Did you initially think that that was – and this doesn't matter because every Colts fan out there took that as a shot at Jonathan Taylor. But did you initially believe that that was more responding to what Najee Harris had said regarding the overall situation with the running back position? Because that's what I thought. And add this. I thought also yesterday is one of those other things – we've talked about this before – where I think Jim wants to be the lead dog among owners, be the loudest voice out there among owners. We saw that with the whole situation with Daniel Snyder. And I think we saw that yesterday afternoon, Jim wanting to be that main go-to voice as far as NFL ownership is concerned. Uh, you know, the steward of the shield, if you will. 
right. of right. of the NFL. I, I think that was another case we saw that yesterday. You agree? My first reaction was that it was about JT, but but I, but I think you're right, and I think maybe he'll try to clarify that. Talk to him that that he was looking more grand picture about you know running backs and CBAs and all this stuff and what Najee Harris and maybe if he I mean, Nick Chubb may address it too, but but the, but there's no way that the that the owner of the Indianapolis Colts can tweet that when you've got a running back who wants an extension and he's on pup and he's been very aggressive about on social media about wanting and deserving that so. Yeah, I, I I took it the other way, but but you you may be closer to being right than I am, but you just can't say that in this environment. You cannot expect people to, to to look at it like well, that's a shot at JT. So, uh, but but again, maybe he'll clarify that to, uh, if we talk to him on Saturday. I'm meeting here's, Jim Mersey. Here's what I don't understand: both sides should know the deal here. You should know the situation. I mean, listen, Jonathan Taylor needs the Colts because the Colts need Jonathan Taylor. I mean, and and there's no way he should step away and not play now. I mean, you got to get that money, and I don't care the length of the deal, whatever. You got to make the most. Yeah, I mean, Saquon Barkley, Mike, already set the standard for running backs. They may have all gotten together and talked, but my man. The first time he could take that money, he grabbed it and ran with it. That's exactly what Jonathan Taylor and all of these other ones that are considered like this in, in this particular category should do. And I think that's, a, that's what they will do moving forward. Barkley did not help the cause of running backs. He just, he just didn't. Uh, he took what it was, the one-year deal was, is like, is it our chance of $900,000 more than the tag? But uh, but I've said all along that, that Barkley and Josh Jacobs and JT are different because JT's under contract. But, you know, if, if you step back, and, and, and I've always considered, and I still consider JT's our best player. I mean, regardless of position, he's our best player. But, he's a, but he is a running back, and, and he had – and, again, I'd sign him to an extension. It's not my money, but I would. But then if the team wants to play hardball, they say, you know, you had 1,800 yards, the greatest season by a Colt running back, and we, and we didn't make playoffs. You know, never mind that there's, there was a lot of reasons, and, and he wasn't one of them. But the last two rushing champions, JT and Josh Jacobs, the, the, the Raiders were 6-11 last year. So it, it, it's really a tough situation. But I, I kind of agree with you that, that in the end, if I'm a running back, even a high-end one, you take what you can get. For anyone who I, thinks that, well, how about if JT just plays it out and goes in the open market next year? You think the market's going to be better next year? No. For running backs? Uh, no, it won't be. So, And this is still going to be the place for him. Like, like what I said, I mean, he needs this place, like this place right now, considering the circumstances. And those circumstances have been built and put together because of Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard remains, yeah, he, and, and and that's where we are right now. They both need one another. Yeah, but I tell you, in the cold hard things, I I could argue if I was doing my senior debate at Ball State, I, I would rather argue that JT needs the Colts more than the Colts need JT because they they will fight. If JT doesn't play, heaven forbid, they're going to have a running back. You know, against the Jaguars, there'll be somebody out there. Now, it's not going to be near the level of JT, but but by and large, players are unfortunately, you know, replaceable. 
and, and t- the, the, the great ones are tougher to replace, but they'll replace him. And then what does JT do? Again, the problem for JT is the Colts have much more leverage. He's under contract. If they want to really play hardball, they franchise him next year. They franchise him the next year. You know, that that's when you say, ah, poor player. Well, two more franchises in this year, he's got like $25 million guaranteed. So, you know, it could be a worse situation. So it's just unfortunate he came along at, a, at the wrong time. You know, five years ago, you know, Todd Gurley and Zeke Elliott got really, really massive contracts, and those are gone. Those just aren't going to happen. McCaffrey's averaging 16.5 a year on a deal he signed with Carolina when they traded him to Frisco. So it's just a difficult time. I don't know who blinks first. Like I said, it needs to be JT, I guess, because – He's got to play. He's got to play. At some point, he's got to play. And at some point, I'm really interested in if this injury lingers a week, two weeks, what does the team do? Because, you know, George Berman was at, was mentioned today, and I didn't know it, but George, it, the, the JT did not fail his physical. He's just not ready to practice. So it, it's, it's at what point does the team say, yeah, we think you're ready? And the player says, no, I don't think I am. Then, then you get second opinions. I don't know. But those tweets last night from the owner and the agent did, to me, nothing to further this process. It, to me, it, may, it makes it more difficult to resolve it. Chris Ballard had to shake his head last night hey, you when he reading those. You think uh, there's a possibility that – each and every year at some point you don't have to have some kind of stinking soap opera around here. You think we'll ever reach that point? Probably not. Just, no, but no, you know, and then I'm watching Twitter today and Joe Burrow went down. You thought, holy smokes. Now maybe it's nothing yeah. serious. It's a calf, but we've know, heard, that, we've heard what, calf stories around here before. Yeah, haven't we, Mike? Yeah, yeah really? Mm-hmm. That's a calf. He'll be better. Yeah, maybe not. So we'll see. Uh, but, but again, I, I, I feel for JT to some degree, but boy, if you've got it, and again, I just wish I we really wish I knew what the Colts were offering, if anything, what level, and if it's reasonable. You know, what we think's reasonable is one thing, and JT's another, obviously. But if it's a reasonable contract, the Nick Chubb or a little more, or not little, not maybe, but more, but certainly not McCaffrey level, sixteen million, it should get done. But uh, when you've got an agent going head to head with with the owner. And the owner signs the checks. You know, if if the owner really wants to dig his heels in, uh, it won't get done. And I, I was a little surprised. I guess it's me reading into it. But when we talked to Chris Bowder on Tuesday, he wasn't exactly gung ho on an, an extension. If I read between the lines, you know, well, we really love JT for a you know, great player, great person. You know, but we're coming off four win season and. New you know, coaching, the coaching staff. staff. The coaching staff really hasn't seen these guys up close, and and oh, you know, by the way, there's an injury. It 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 really wasn't a super endorsement of a guy. He, he was more gun ho on Michael Pittman, and he, he really he really likes Michael Pittman. He really does. But uh, again, it's just it, it's a running back, and what's really hurt the team, I think, a little bit also, is they paid top dollar for. You know, uh, 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 
Shaq Leonard as a, as a linebacker, and, and then they broke the bank on, uh, or they broke the market on Quentin Nelson, who's a guard. So if I'm if I'm Quentin or if I'm JT and his age, I'm going to say you you pay these guys who, who are not, you know, the, the top premium positions, and you won't pay me. So again, it goes back and forth. I can argue both sides. I mean, I, once upon a time, they even they extended Naheem Hines. Uh, Grover Stewart. I mean, you know, yeah. it's in all that. So, well, they, they and, and we're talking lesser money, but they extended the punter, they extended the kicker, right. they extended the long snapper. But you're talking that, that's apples and that, that's nickels and dimes and dollars comparison. Uh, <clears throat> but it, you know, it, it just it, it's really kind of crazy how the first day of camp or the first of the reporting day it, it went from the interest on Anthony Richardson to the running back. When you know we talked to Chris, and then, and then like four hours later, we get the JTs on pup, and that's not what we anticipated at all. Remember, the owner a couple of weeks ago said, you know, he's good to go or healthy or whatever it was. Yeah, he said. He's hey, do you think did Chris know that at noon when he met with you guys? There's don't no know. way he didn't know that at noon, right? I don't know. He said, you know, he put, he mentioned the two guys on pup, and he said we're still doing physicals. We've got a couple other guys, so. I don't know. And then he, then he was supposed to have a long talk with JT. Remember, he said he had talks with him in May and June. We're going to talk to him again today. And they, both sides know where they're at. It's, it's not like, well, what do you want? What do you want? No, they, they've had talks. They know what JT wants. JT knows what they're offering. And it's obvious there's a pretty good gap either in the total money or, I'm assuming, the guaranteed money. Uh, so it's it's not it's not like both sides have their eyes closed and they don't know. Each side knows what the other wants, and they're obviously far apart. So Mike Chappell of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, obviously, people view Jonathan Taylor not in the same optic as they would Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara. You know, given I guess the so-called versatility that they can right. give to that position. Was, is, I think Shane Steichen with Jonathan Taylor in and everything good, are they thinking about trying to utilize him a little bit differently? Because I look at it this way. As disposable as the running backs are across the landscape in the NFL, the Eagles, in their most successful season in a while, last year, are surprisingly successful at Jalen Hurts. And I'm assuming going to be playing a lot like what we're going to see with the Colts this year with Shane Steichen. 1,200 rushing yards plus from Miles Sanders. Now, granted, they let him leave and go to Carolina, but we still sit here not knowing how that's going to work out because he was essential for that offense and that offense to get them to the Super Bowl this past year. So we don't know if DeAndre Swift is going to step in, for example, and be able to do it with a running back by committee. That, that to me, is a little bit dangerous and, to me, still speaks to how you would like to have Jonathan Taylor and maybe see if you could utilize him a a little bit more favorably to, to how you did the group that you had, including Miles Sanders of a year ago, correct? Well, yeah, and you don't know because JT did nothing in the offseason workouts, nothing in veteran minicamp, and now he's going to miss a day, two days, a week, two weeks, whatever. And how can you how can you see how versatile he might be in the passing game if he's not here? I remember back in the day with Edgerton. He really – they never could really maximize Edge in the passing game because he wasn't here in the offseason. You know, he, he, he was one of those guys that I'll be here when I'm supposed to be here, and the rest of the time is my time. 
So and it's really hard when you got a new offense and all this. It's it's hard to know how how Jake how you can expand his game when he's not here. Yeah. So you know that that that's where this you know that I guess it, maybe that's that's part of JT's leverage. Although he's only hurting himself, it seems like. Because again, the Colts are go they're going to have running backs out there, and and if their offensive line's playing well and the, and the quarterback's playing well, then the, the running game can be okay. JT takes an okay running game to another level. So it, it 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 needs to end sooner rather than later, but I I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking later is going to be when it ends. Yeah, I, I I will be I'll be disappointed with both sides if this season, with him being under contract, if he compromises it in this fashion. I mean, we we haven't heard from him yet, and I, he doesn't That's have to I mean. talk when he's on on pup. I I just don't you kind of wonder if he would give a thumbs up to his agent being that outspoken to the team's owner via social media as he has been the past two days. Don't you kind of wonder what he's thinking with that? Yeah, I, I mean, I do believe that he and the agent, his agent, are on the same are on the same level. I, I do because uh, again, I. I I'd have to go back and look when JT changed agents, and this is the same agent, if I'm not mistaken, that Shaq Leonard had. It is. Prior to his, it is. And then his Shaquille decision. Leonard, Shaquille Leonard's situation was was similar once upon a time, and yeah. they got a little bit, they got a little bit into camp, as you remember, and then he ended up signing the contract, and it was all done. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I I, I don't think that. I, I, I just believe that JT and the agent are on the same page. I, I do think they have, you know, they have a talk. And this, again, his his approach has changed dramatically since he changed agents. He just has. Go go back again. Go back and look at how I don't want to say passive, but how hey, I, I signed a four year contract, and I hope to be here, but I signed a four year contract. That's not what he's saying now at all. So uh, I would, re- like I said, I would really like to have him talk soon he can talk if he's on puppy i mean we did with i think we did with Shaq before it's just generally not done but we, we can talk to guys on pup he just has to walk over to the microphone after a practice and talk i have has anybody ever been on pup and talked i, I can't recollect Again, that, I, but... I think Shaq did yeah i think we've had Shaq. okay uh, maybe maybe it might have been last year during camp when he was on pup so yeah we, we've had it before it's i don't think it's a written rule that they can't and if a player I just wants didn't to think I didn't think they did Histori- historically speaking I didn't think they did but I mean hell you've done it now for 40 years well, I, I think it's a protection <laughs> so you would know. Say, well, I think it's a protection where a team or even a player can say well he's off top so until right. like we are on IR normally they don't talk if they're on IR but again if a player wants to talk he walks over and talks so and, and if somebody wants to talk we'll certainly listen uh, again, something, something needs to change, and it's, this has only been a day, so we'll, we'll see. But, but the fact that, that you're dealing with a player who says he's not ready to practice, uh, it, it's as long as he insists he's not ready to practice. What do you do? You can't. I mean, it's really not. It's not. It's, it wouldn't be good for a team to say we believe you're ready to practice, and a player says you're not. You're gonna. You can't force a guy to practice. So it's just it's it's gone up at five levels, you know. Last night when when the owner tweeted and and then the agent fired back. So it's just another day in training camp. All right, what uh, what are the odds 
that Jonathan Taylor practices tomorrow, whatever capacity they practice. I'm assuming they'll be outside in the heat, but I guess yeah, who knows uh, if it if it gets somewhere hot, you know, that, that early, somewhere hot. What, what time are they practicing tomorrow? Is that night? 10, 10 o'clock. No, 10 in the morning? Yeah, it won't be that yeah. hot yet. It shouldn't be at least. It'll so. be pretty hot, though. What, what are the odds you think that he all of a sudden, much like Saquon Barkley, has an epiphany? Saquon Barkley did when he signed that contract. <laughs> What about an epiphany from Jonathan Taylor where he just kind of shows up to try to put everything to bed? I think uh, a a notch above zero. (laughs) I I don't (laughs) think it happens that quickly. I just don't. Uh, And the longer it goes, the harder it might be. Yeah, it's silly. Uh, But, again, I mean, and Chris even mentioned, you know, we don't think it's going to be very long and he's close and all that. So, we'll see. The longer it goes, the the harder it's going to be. Really, for for him and the agents to say, okay, we were, we didn't get what we wanted, but we're going to play out this season, and then you know, then it's on JT to play his butt off to, to really increase his value. But uh, that, the first step's getting on the field, and you know, it, I, I don't think it'll be this week, but we'll see. So Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 is with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hey, just exactly what we wanted, right? Everybody else just kind of sit around and laugh about what's going on here. We've gotten kind of I used know. to that over the years, recent history. There's always something. I remember a couple of years ago in the COVID year when we walk in there and we find out that Frank tested positive and he was going to miss the first week. And, and then Wentz has a broken foot and then Q has a broken foot. And then Ryan Kelly <laughs> has a hyperextended elbow and then it just went to hell. <laughs> it's always like that. Has it? Has it not? Has there been one year with the six years? And I'm not like blaming this part on Chris, but has there been one year since Chris has been here where there hasn't been some level of drama at some point? I think every camp has something. It, 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 it just does. But you know, this seems freshest just because it's now. And you know, it, it, it's 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 got to drive these guys crazy. You, you prepare all off season. Get all your ducks in a row, and then boom, something happens, and it's it's just part it's just part of the deal. I guess I don't know. <laughs> we, again, I don't... again, we had the luck thing several years ago, not several, a few years ago with yeah. training camp, and you know well, they, they had a lot of circuses with the whole the, the Grigson era too. Don't get me wrong, because of the Andrew oh, Luck yeah. saga, but I, I yep. do I kind of long for the days where everything is really boring, and you knew the direction in which they were going. He didn't have a lot Peyton said either way. Really boring. Peyton's camps yeah. were really, really boring because you knew who you had. You knew what you had. They ran practice pretty smooth. And there were some hiccups, but nothing nothing like what we've had recently. I mean, the only thing he did was like, I think once upon a time at Terre Haute, didn't they float uh, Gorman's car or truck or something in, in, in the middle in the of the lake? Pond. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, don't you? And one, I think one year, this may have been back at Anderson when they taped Hunter Smith of Goalpost, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I long for those days because it's much more it. enjoyable I than this. Because so, uh, that also came with uh, some winning, too, which was also yes. nice. No doubt about that. Yep. All right. I hear you. Mike, I appreciate you more than you know. We'll do it again next week, man. Talk, talk at you then. Mike Wells of CBS4. Mike Chapel of CBS4 and Fox 59. I'm looking at Mike Wells in the smoke-off right here that you guys are looking at online inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Mike Wells was here earlier. Mike Chapel was just with us from CBS4 and Fox 59. Yeah, the saga. I, 
Anybody recollect off the top of their head when there wasn't some sort of, of drama? I'm supposed to love it, I know, because it's supposed to help, and it gives you more content for shows at the end of July. Uh, but I can be honest with you, I don't dig it. And I'm over it. I'm tired of it. That's why we're having a smoke-off to work our favorite charities, to come up with incredible meets, and to talk to Denny Smith and Pat Sullivan, which we will do coming up on the other side. Third annual smoke-off, 71st in Keystone. It is Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Back with the fellas. Now, was my meet this one or that, that one? Do we know? This meet right here was really good. This was my favorite meet. The left container had my favorite meat in it. Yes. We'll come back and find out. Four grand to the winner, two grand to the runner-up to our favorite charities with Sullivan Hardware and Garden. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Uh, welcome back. Mike Chappell with us. Podcast 107.5thefan.com if you want the latest on the Colts drama. Seriously, tomorrow, Jonathan Taylor walks in, practices. That would be awesome. I mean, Mike Chappell mentioned a 0% chance of that happening. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, alas, Mike is probably right about that. Welcome back, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. It is our third annual smoke-off. Team JMV along with Joe, Team Mike Wells, and Justin. Wells has the juicy cherry cola brisket. I have the uh, smoked on a big, big green egg. I have the hardwood hickory experience. By the way, too, Rick Springfield tickets number 9239-1070 right now for that show coming up in August at TCU Amphitheater. Rick Springfield, Paul Young. Tommy Two-Tone and the Hooters TCU Amphitheater a celebration of the 80s and the headliner Rick Springfield number 9 at 239-1070 is going to be a winner the fellas are back with us Pat Sullivan Sullivan Hardware and Garden Denny Smith Pat and Denny of course the Home and Garden Show Saturday mornings 9 until 1 on 93 WIBC so have we tasted Denny we'll start with you we have what do we uh, think here I'm, a, I'm going with am I allowed to say which well you I'm know I, 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 you can throw a number out I would not say say okay, that I'm you know I'm go- Well, I don't know. I'm going with number two. Number two. I like the fat content. Uh, it was just sweet. I'm, I'm a number You like Spalding? Are you going to eat your fat? Do you eat the fat? You know what? I think fat's gotten a bad rap, Do John. you really? Yeah, we should eat more fat. You think so? Yeah. Fat, gristle, you're kind of into that? I'm not you? into gristle. I'm oh. into fat. Isn't gristle kind of the same as fat? John, you're getting technical. I wasn't going to go uh, biological with you. but I might <laughs> mention you're not a medical doctor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all the brisket is pretty much gone. I have never. Have you? Have, I did can't you take notice? Home? No. Did you notice how many people tonight? Now, man. It, it, did did it, you see how many people showed up? It was up? like a flock of crows coming I know, in, man. I know. It was amazing because I, I was thinking, boy, I hope there's enough people here to taste and judge the brisket. And all of a sudden, that brisket came out, and people <laughs> swarmed. And I will say, both briskets were really good. They really were. They now, really were. Well, I mean, last time we were here, if you remember, we had a certain judge that ripped on the brisket, and then he took like three of them home. Remember oh, yeah, that? That's our buddy I Joe. Yeah, Is that I Big Joe? I, I didn't yeah. get to do that last time. So, yeah. So now, now it's all gone? I don't have anything to take home? No. What the hell? I got to stop at Jimmy John's now? Thanks well, I... <laughs> Maybe I can find you a little something. (laughs) 
we'll, All right. I think. Are you wanting to make the announcement? Well, I, we can do it, or we can do it right when you come back. Well, I, you, I think, it's your I think show. maybe we should do it on the other side okay. and make that official I have, announcement I have the of the two winner. checks. I have them written out. And, John, I signed them. Okay. Did you really? Yeah. You yeah. Mackie gave them over? to me and said, Denny, you need to sign these yep. checks. All right. So. Well, well, Denny, give me an example. What was the difference maker for number two for um, besides like, the fat? I like the, se- like fat. I like the seasoning on mm-hmm. both of them. I'm, I, I just like number two. I will Sorry. say number two was a much more traditional. Exactly. Uh, where the, the Mike was and wonderful. Justin went, uh, the, the brisket, the meat was perfect. Uh, yeah. But they really went with a sweetness on it. I mean, it was, I mean, if you look, it, it's it's called Juicy Chera, Cherry Cola Brisket. I don't want any sweet with my meat. Seriously. People did. It was a, The vote was close. Really? I will tell you that. But, the, but I'm talking hickory. Are you getting ready to announce Hick- these? No. Or we're just going to announce junk. the other side. No, I am on the other side. I know, hickory but you're a slow Killer one. I didn't want you to do rub. I'm just saying it was close. A dusting of coffee to let you know you're alive right here. Like 4 a.m. That was the caffeine content. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I just. Mean, that's can't miss. I would say uh, just because the trouble that you and Joe had with your uh, brisket, the flame out at yeah. uh, 2 a.m., uh, got the alert. I, I just think no matter what happens, I think you should walk away with your head up. No matter what. I'm not saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Well, why wouldn't I walk away with my head up if I were a winner? You're kind of putting this in the category of me. No, I'm just saying everyone's a winner here yes. because you've been through a lot with this brisket. I think he's telling you you got your head up but here. I'm I'm unbeaten in this here. I mean, I this means a little bit oh, to so me. Oh, so you're going for 3-0 three instead 317 of. Look, showed up for us today. I mean, I. <laughs> this is not your average smoke-off. This is meaningless. I'm revealing nothing. I'm just saying, should you lose just by the virtue of what you have been through with this brisket, a 2 a.m. flame out, I mean, that's a serious now, thing. You, you said you, you got a you, notice of that. Do you, you have? Were at, you were stuck at 193, yeah. trying to get to 195. Right. They had to pull it at the last minute. I mean, your brisket it was, was 85 degrees last night. Your brisket. <laughs> <laughs> This is your this is your baby boy what, that did what'd you, this. What'd you use to smoke it? Nothing. <laughs> I just, I just like, put, put it, it on the table. Lifted up the lid. <laughs> Nature smoked. <laughs> so uh, such a professional. We'll find out. Oh, all right. Man. So you're going to announce who gets a four thousand dollars when we come back on the other side. On the other side, I have two that. checks. Two checks, and I'm telling don't don't you Denny Smith, you cannot look at that. I have to sign no, the no, check. Give me I those. have to sign Don't those look checks. at those. Hey, shout out to Mark Sion, by the way, a big green. Yeah, fan Mark's been here. hanging out talking to everybody. Mark is a great guy over there. Yep. I mean, obviously, always a great face to see. I need to countersign Becky, eggs, don't I? Selling eggs. I told you he's talking selling to the folks. Selling, selling eggs, eggs, man. I yeah. love the big green it's egg. What kind of beer is that? <laughs> it's a good Bud one right Light. There. It's a good beer right there. Let me Bud tell you. Light. All right, fellas, tomorrow at the Rook, yeah. right next door, Tavern Tour Stop at Heaven Hill Distillery. And you guys good people go on the air on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Are you be here or are you going to be in studio? Uh, we are at the Great Indiana State Fair. Oh, the, we yes. Are the, we are I was the, out there today. The guests of the Pork Indiana folks and uh, Jeanette Merritt, who's a WIBC alum, uh-huh. invited us out. And uh, it's just a We're great. We're going to be at the Pork Tent. The Pork Tent. Yep. Right, right in front of Pioneer, that, that, right in front of Pioneer Village. I thought, I think I watched that film on American Triple Ecstasy <laughs> in 1987. Pork tent? Yes. 
That was a good uh, one, too. Yeah. Amber Lynn was the star. No, seriously, I was out there earlier today, and inside the Harvest Pavilion, they have, like, Pacers and Fever basketball stuff. Oh, it's, like it's the, oh, No, 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 that's the, the Swine is, Barn. You, the, the, theme the, Har- the Harvest Pavilion, sir. It's the Swine no, Barn. No, it's the Harvest Pavilion. The theme Harvest is uh, Indiana basketball, correct? It basketball? is. Oh, it looks good, though. Does it? I shot some jumpers in there today. Felt really good about nice. my stroke. Yeah. Felt really good. So it was pretty awesome. No, you guys will love it, too. All so right. you guys on Saturday at the Indiana State Fair. Nine to one. Got the winner here. All right. Come we'll back. announce the winner on the other side. Again, thank you to Pat Sullivan. $4,000 to the champion. Well, the defending champion. $2,000 to the runner-up. All going to. You went through a case. lot, John. That's all I'm saying. You went through a lot. Teacher's treasures. You know, and going 3-0 and o is really tough, John. It is Mike, tough. Don't, don't get your Wells, heart. Man, you guys are bumming me out here. Mike Wells, right. Brownsburg Educational Foundation is going to be. Otherwise known charity. as the Beth. Yes, it's the, Beth. Sorry, the what? Right there. The Beth. That's Beth? for Mike Wells. We'll Brown. make that announcement coming up on the other side. Again, tomorrow, Tavern Tour Stop is at the Rook. Just basically next door. It right is next door. With Brent Halverson and Heaven Hill Distillery. Quick break. Back with you. We'll announce our third annual smoke-off winner. That's coming up next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. It's party time. P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. And... Hey, welcome back here. It's great to see everybody out. And again, tomorrow, the Rook, next door for our tavern tour stop. We will love to see you. Hey, Fetty asked me this. How was last year more successful for the Eagles than winning the Super Bowl in 2018? I wasn't making a comparison to that year. I was making a comparison to the Eagles' offense under Shane Steichen last year with the Colts' offense and the expectations of what they're going to do with Shane Steichen running the offense as head coach this year. I don't give a damn about what the Eagles did back when Doug Peterson was the head coach. They won the Super Bowl. That's great. But this relation, this connection is with the Eagles of a year ago. Their offense, Jalen Hurts, their success, Miles Sanders, 1,200 yards rushing and trying to bring along a comparable quarterback that has zero experience and why it's necessary to have Jonathan Taylor there. That was the comparison. Nothing to do with a Super Bowl champion winning team with Doug Peterson going back to that particular year. Smoke off. 2023, the third annual, now, John, is we've, complete. We've called a counselor in because we know, know you're going to take it. It's, imp- it's important yeah. that we have a counselor on, on staff here. Let's, Are you ready for this? Well, I'm going to show the people what's left of mine, by the way, here, because somebody like mine here, okay? My brisket, if you're looking online via YouTube Live right now, this is what's left of it. Yeah. This is my take home right that, there. That's not Somebody my, liked it. It's not much Evidently, meat. somebody just didn't vote for it. All right. Well, well, are you ready, Pat? That sounds like something that would be a topic on WIBC in November. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. John? Yes. We want to thank everybody, the participants, Justin, Joe, yourself, Mike Wells, the winner of the 2023 Brisket Smoke Off. I have a check right here for $4,000 that will be going to teacher's treasure. Yeah! There it is, baby! <laughs> JMV. Three straight. It really was good, Johnny. Oh, JMV. Really That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Every, Pat Sullivan, everybody. Thank you very well.
Mike Wells, Brownsburg Education Foundation, a $2,000 check. Thank you, Pat Sullivan. Thank you, Brownsburg Educational Foundation and Teachers Treasures. Denny, thank you. Everybody here, it was great to see you. Thank you, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Join me tomorrow for free cocktails at The Rook. Tavern Tour Stop, July tomorrow, right next door at The Rook. Be there with us. Thank you. Three in a row, everybody. That's what I'm talking about.